cold, cloudy morning, and I my allergies. I feel like I'm very stuffed up. Yeah, yeah, you kind of sound stuffy. Yeah, it's it was stormy here last night. Uh, wind and it was like our first decent rainstorm since I don't know for a while. I was hoping the tea so. would help, but I don't think it's loosening things up like I was hoping for. I, I super want that. I, I want them to come out with... I, I'd like the throne and the table. Skeletor's throne and Skeletor's table. I'd just settle for the throne. I really Skeletor's want that table? throne. Skeletor, so it's like a table. It's like it's from the cartoon. It's like the table with the with the kind of dome ball in the middle of it, like the oh, crystal ball in the middle. And that, as far as I can tell, those two accessories have only ever come with the Super 7 uh, Snake Mountain. Snake Mountain. And so, like, if you want to buy Skeletor's throne, like, there's, like, fake 3D-printed versions that you can get for cheaper. But, like, if you want to buy that from somebody who bought Snake Mountain, it's, like, $300 for the the table and the, and the throne, which is a little bit more than I want to spend for uh, a cool accessory. Yeah. I Since bet you give it another six months and you'll see a Snake Mountain that matches your new Grayskull. I... I don't care about Snake Mountain. I just want the throne. No, but, <laughs> I take but the table you too. probably get the throne from the new Snake Mountain for cheaper. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I I I bought Castle Grayskull for cheap. I could have bought Castle Grayskull on the secondary market from resellers charging twice MSRP for less than it costs to get that throne from <laughs> somebody because because it it was so expensive to buy that Snake Mountain set. Did you? Uh, by the way, I, I added an image to the chat in discord but i can also add it to the one for no, messenger no, if that's easier the discord right in front of me i mean okay, personally cool. i have the discord right in front of me yeah i do too okay cool yeah that looks like it yeah and like that that looks pretty good there, there yeah. so uh one of the things that wasn't in the announcements that i saw because of the i've been watching the mega construct stuff because i've been following that line is they do have a mega construct snake mountain coming as well and i'm just like <laughs> Well played, super excite. But there is, I, if they do, I mean, I, I can I can see them doing it a Snake Mountain in the Origins line. But to Kit's point, they need to do the slime pit. That's yes, that is an easy play function. You sell some slime. It has it's such a like that's the thing too is like looking back at the older toys that we used to play with like the the GI Joe stuff. Like oh, you have to assemble it yourself. Like oh okay, I was fine with that. And it's like if that's the case. You can give me stuff to assemble. I'm I'm an adult collector. That's what that's what if and the majority of people who are collecting this are, I I feel. But then they they still to keep it to. But then even if there's kids, they usually have a you know an adult to help them assemble it. So do it. Hello, welcome to <laughs> Carbon Scoring is back, and we're going to talk about some carbon scoring. Hey, Kit. Hi, Andy. Hey, everybody. Hi, Ken. By the power of Grayskull, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> One of us has the power of the Force, and the other has the power of Grayskull. I'm kind of here. I don't know why I feel kind of like uh, stuffy in my head today, but we're here. We're all here. I mean, it's temperature temperature changes outside. Like I I'm think the outside. fall has arrived, and with yeah. it, the fall allergies have arrived, and my body needs to adjust. I don't know. 
about you, but I do have those seasonal situations. Okay, I think that Kit has a point. We didn't talk about the Bad Batch for like three months, and it's been over. Um, but we need there's to. A, there's a lot to a lot to process. Like there was everything that happened. It's like what's, what's... was there? Yeah, I think there was. I mean, I guess the most lasting effect is that the Kaminoans are basically gone, right? For most intents and purposes, which I think that's the right way to say it, intents and purposes. Intense. I grew up think I always grew up thinking it was in intents and purposes. Yeah, oh. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be oh, discussing yeah. Bad Batch. So uh, if you haven't watched it uh, and you want don't want to get spoiled, stop Too now late. and come I back. Already, yeah. already blew it. I mean, already the, the Kaminoans are gone as far as like a, a an active facility. I mean, there are yeah. still Kaminoans. It sounds a little bit like uh, maybe it's tied into the Mandalorian in a way, right? Because they they kept mm-hmm. the the doctor that was really good at cloning things. They confirmed, they yeah, they essentially, yeah, they, yeah, they tied they, it together. They they made that connection for us. They shuffled her who, off. Who is that? Is that, which one is that? Is that Lama Sue? I believe uh, so. Sounds right. It was not the, the administrator they... No, he's, cold, yeah, no, he, the he's the administrator. Oh, Lama yeah. Sue is the administrator? Okay, well, while Kit yeah. looks up... They, they it... Nala Sue. Nala Su. Okay. Nala Su. Okay. Yeah. How how far do you think this goes? I'm sorry. Uh, Nala Say. Nala Say. Nala Say. Nala Say. It's been a little yeah. while. It's okay to forget these things. <laughs> yeah. And it does. Well, we can... It's uh, it's unclear how important she is. If it's if that's a uh, throwaway reference of like, and this one Kaminoan that's good at cloning is going to oh. teach. Uh, you know, uh, Palpatine and all these other people about cloning, or is it's going to be more directly connected to uh, Mandalorian and to the later trilogy, the newer trilogy? I guess. I mean, I don't think very ominous when she showed up at the very end when she showed up, and yeah, very much a uh, uh, prisoner. I, I would not. I would. It wouldn't surprise me if we found out that she was like tortured to death <laughs> later. Yeah, like in season two. So okay. I can see something more like a. Uh, oh, I was gonna say Krennic, but that's not his name. The uh, Erso's uh, Galen Erso, where she's oh. like, "Oh yes, you know, I've I'm definitely working for you. I'm not at all, you know, plotting against you." Omega, get him! Like that's like that'll be their her her Jin Erso will be Omega. 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 <laughs> Omega. You know, for about five minutes, I thought Omega might be Mon Mothma, and then I was like, no, she's got a backstory. It's not It's not possible. Yeah. Yeah, no. Mon Mothma's a senator in Revenge yeah, she's of the Sith. She's already a senator. It's a deleted scene, but she's, a, she's a senator in, in Revenge of the Sith, yeah. Yeah, she's already she's already around. I remembered that from, uh, from Rogue One. She was already in, like, she's already grown up, and it'd be like, well, mm. that'd be too fast for her to be... But, uh, yeah, I think we should just take the series as a whole because there's a lot of individually great episodes uh, and some individually like, okay, I mean, that happened. It was kind of more like a Clone Wars style filler, not filler filler. I hate saying the word filler with Filoni because a lot of the continuation, a lot of the time. Well, so like a lot of the time stuff that you would consider filler, right? Like the Mraz sisters. He's going to bring it back Everything later. Everything with the bounty hunter lady. 
Yeah, the, 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 the woman who owned the bar. Yeah. Oh. No, no, um, no, no, no. Every, the, the woman who owned the bar that they worked for. You mean almost uh, uh, Rita Perlman? Rita Perlman? Yeah, yeah. Perlman. <laughs> almost that entire sub-story, like 90% of that, liter- to me, literally felt like... Uh, how many episodes? Were, uh, I'm going to say like 14, 15 episodes, something like that. 16. But they had... they 16? Okay. Like, they wrote 10, and then they were told like oh no we need some more and then they had to come up with extra stuff to stretch it out so they were like all right well we'll make this character and she can send them on missions that are not immediately apparent to kit why they're (laughs) necessary to the overall plot and we will stretch our 10 episodes into 16 i mean not that i I didn't not that i didn't think that they it's not like it's not like i'm mad about it or thought that they were completely pointless or anything it just that that specific those specific story threads definitely felt like they were not as interconnected to the main plot as the rest of the series in general okay i can see Um, that but i I can also go for it no i was gonna say i can also hope that at some point i mean we we could also have a moment where let's consider the timeline obi-wan has to like oh you know i I, i've got to recover this you know what i had a contact during the clone wars who was pretty discreet let me go talk to carla at cheers i mean uh sid <laughs> at, at her bar um and she can, is that actually who voices her yeah, it's car it's carla oh, it is? okay it's Rhea Perlman. i, I yeah, did not so. realize that i i knew who you were talking about because of the voice but i didn't yeah. realize that it was actually that voice actress okay yeah so it's like I, it was her and i'm like i love it and i'm like okay no i can i can see that also i love that it's a trend ocean who's like oh you know it's, it gives I love that it's a, a huge Trandoshan. That's like, they're always like uh, tall, see, skinny bounty hunters. Yeah, she's thick. She's like a she's a man of of, uh... <laughs> Maybe that's part go. of it because I really don't like the Trandoshans. Oh, you, we've that's talked about your disp- disp- disposition <laughs> uh, disposition towards yeah. Trandoshans <laughs> Bosk, before. Bosk in particular, and like just sort of a whole a whole species that's kind of like predators, but also kind of slaves uh, runners so I- i'm well, just okay of, because they're eventually going to write slaving yeah. out of star wars entirely so i mean well any, I, any, I mean, any triggers with, for anybody anakin, about that's going to be uh... hard <laughs> that's going to be hard with anakin's story i mean I, I can't see them getting rid of the prequels yeah uh, i was i mean I, i'm perfectly happy if they stop doing that going forward because that's not one of my favorite i mean it's Okay, uh, I understand that, that you can. Got it. Well, right, but I mean, like, I don't particularly. So, like the Zygarians, is that what they're called? Like the wolf-looking people in yeah. the Clone Wars. There was the mm-hmm. there was the story arc where Anakin uh, they do it in was like. Okay, so uh, yeah, so that's not my favorite storytelling technique. I understand that it's. Uh, good a really good way to show who's evil and like give people uh set people up as bad guys and i guess it's it is actually really effective as a heel technique if it makes me just like psychotically angry at trandoshans uh every time i see them and (laughs) even when they're not uh slavers uh so i guess thinking back on that that probably is like an effective technique but it's it's because of because of that i i would prefer if they didn't necessarily do it as much um but uh i guess i guess now that i'm talking about it i guess it is an effective way 
of doing that. So, Although, I really, or... I, I want them, I want them in, in movies or in cartoons to incorporate the scene. I think it's from the new canon comics. It might be from the Dark Horse Times, but I think it's from the new canon comics where uh, it's like one. I think it's one of the Vader comics where where they have a scene where Vader is talking to. This is after Revenge of the Sith, like during the dark times, and he's talking to Palpatine, and Palpatine's using slave labor, and to build the Vader's Death Star, like, or, or just like anywhere, just just in general, uh, it, whenever it's to his <laughs> advantage in the Empire, and sure. Vader's like, I'm really not okay with this. Like, why are we doing this? I thought we were gonna stop this, and and Palpatine uses his slick tongue to kind of, you know, smooth things over and and sort of, uh at least silence him temporarily and like kind of be like, well, we'll take care of it. But for right now, it's really important. So we got to keep doing it. Let's put a pin in that. Let's put a pin in that. Right, exactly. And and I really like that scene and I would love it if they could basically take, just take that scene and adapt it into Bad Batch because it would fit so well. Or, you know, any, any movie or comics because I feel like that is a very, a very important, and I guess, uh, I guess they haven't really had the same the same overt post post revenge of the sith uh slave use in in the like in bad batch they don't go and and like well, no i guess i guess in rebels they show the wookies yeah so in the, in the yeah, last I, I, uh, I would like them to do that the star wars most recent one you know the movie bad batch no no the no most, uh, rise, rise, of, of rise, of skywalker. rise of skywalker they left out you know that he enslaves that entire planet to build his new fleet for the first or, or the final order or whatever. You know, Exegol, just yeah, yeah Exegol. Yeah. The entire planet is yeah. enslaved, so it's like they want to not confront the massive needs of labor that these giant empire-spanning projects would take, and the actual even if you were paid slave labor that it would take to create them. You know, indentured servitude labor, whatever you want to call it. I, uh, I like yeah. that. My, because, my part- but they don't have like a federation or any other, uh, you know, thing that stands out and is like, you know, this is really bad and uh, galaxy wide, this is not allowed. Because most of the time in Star Wars, it's like, well, really, the stories in Star Wars take place on the fringe. And we want to tell stories about like how weapons runners are bad and how these people are bad. And we tell them on the fringe. Well, on the fringe, there's no rules. And, and so, like, this fine line of, like, well, we have to tell real stories the way they would have to happen, but also, like, we don't want to confront the the terrible nature of how these things in a galaxy this big would be created. It's kind of a weird... And then you end up with strange things like, well, Boba Fett's ship was never technically Slave 1, so we'll just take the name away. Well, yeah, it was never called that in canon, so, like, we can just be like, oh, it's the Fire Spray. In, in current the- canon. It's the model. No, I mean, in, in uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm actually totally okay with that. I don't care. I, it <laughs> especially, especially. Call okay, it the fire spray. It's a, great, have... it's a great name for a ship. Right. I'm saying I'm okay with them taking away the name Slave One, especially if too. you're going to have I, a TV be... show called The Book of Boba Fett coming out this Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I want to be very clear that I am absolutely fine with renaming the ship. I, it does not bother me one way. And if they can... Uh, re-release it because they got a new name and i can get another shot at a ucs fire spray i'll take it mm. like it sounds good to me you know what i mean like <laughs> it's just 
It, it's a cooler name for a ship, although a lot of people that grew up with it being Slave 1, you know, uh, the more academic argument is like, well, I mean, he he was kind of involved in that type of work, you know, in the old canon. So I wonder what they'll do in the new canon now that they've said that this doesn't exist and in multiple places now in the series. Like, you know, it's kind of been alluded to that they're trying to get rid of some of this uh, hierarchy in terms of uh, labor. I don't know. It's it's odd. It's odd it's, to uh, but I, it's odd to live in I, the the shift. I would also like to to address <laughs> the fact that now with the Kaminoans, we have had uh, in the new canon, we have had the Geonosians exterminated after they got done working on the Death Star, yeah, and now we have had true. the Kaminoans exterminated after they were working on the cloning <laughs> and. Like it's <laughs> so uh, it's fine. It's, if we can't have slaves, that's immoral. But let's firebomb yeah. entire races of people. I mean, there's it's, uh, it's dark. It, yeah, it really is. Star Star Wars, while it is, they're trying. You know, with like uh, Galaxy's Edge and stuff. Uh, Bad Batch here is not really for kids. It, it really leans into some of the the darker tendencies. I mean, it's heading into the dark times quote unquote i mean literally what they called some of those comics eras right? yeah. stuff dark times um it's heading into that era and and the hopeful nature of star wars is kind of f- filtering out a little bit omega's still there but even by the end of of this show she's not the light she was at the beginning yeah I mean, but that's it to also to touch on your the Boba stuff because it's like right now our focus is on two different time frames. It is uh, before New Hope and then after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like we have two two very specific focuses, and yes, it is like kind of going from a darker time, I mean, from a lighter time into the into the darkness with Bad Batch, and then we have the other side of it with the Boba stuff. There them changing the name is also part of like, oh, we're kind of selling him as an anti-hero now. Like we're changing up his his role. Like we've we've seen that they people do still love Boba, so we kind of need to like, okay, how much of a bad guy is he? How and we treat him as more of an anti-hero, like, okay, like a venom. Like this, like, oh, you know, he's that's a bad guy. Oh well, people really buy a lot of his stuff. So let's see what if we can <laughs> clean him up a little bit. Like it's that's the kind of situation I feel with Boba. And then I have on... wanted for years for them to do like you know the Western Unforgiven, the Clint Eastwood mm-hmm. Western from like the early nineties. I One have wanted them to do a story like that with movies. Boba Fett. When when they said that like I don't know, whatever, ten, eight years ago when they announced the movies and Boba Fett was going to be a movie instead of a show, uh, my first thought was like, man, I hope that they because the, uh, the, obviously Disney's not going to make a movie about a bad guy. Um, although at the time I thought that now that they've made a Maleficent, two Maleficent movies and a Cruella DeVille movie and probably who knows how many others. Have you that, seen that Cruella DeVille movie? That's hard for good? me to believe. I have not. Okay. But but I, as soon as they announced that, I was like, I want an Unforgiven movie. I want old Boba Fett who's crawled out of the Sarlacc and I want him to at some point have, for whatever reason, have realized the error of his ways and for him to come out of retirement mm-hmm. Does, for, for him to be confronted with with some bad, some really bad guys who are doing something that he that aggravates him, and for him to come out of retirement and <laughs> and go do something cool one last is time. Is he is he a moody? I don't know if he's a moody. He seems more. I think. Well, I, I don't know what he's going to be now, maybe. but 
at the at the time, that was exactly what I felt like. If if you were going to make a Boba Fett centric movie, that was exactly the way that I thought you that they wanted, should do it. You wanted Unforgiven the movie with Boba Fett, yeah. Yes, I can see exactly. That. Now is that he's a show. I don't know if they can full moody him because by the end of that that movie, I don't know. Oh, I don't. Who, I don't think that they're going to do that now. I don't think that that's the way that Robert Rodriguez is going to go with it. But yeah, is he directing um, that although, whole show? I, I'm not sure. He might. He might just be like a showrunner and direct some okay. of them. But but I, I know that he's involved. Yeah. In well, it. he he was the um, one that that directed that episode where Boba basically is yeah. back. Yeah. But um, I do, I do hope that we get a flashback where he crawls out of the, where he climbs out of the Sarlacc. That would be cool. I hope that Robert, if you're listening, I, I hope that we get that. And I would really like a very good Book explanation in Book of Boba for how he lost his armor, because that one to me is very difficult. Out of not having the old book canon and all that sort of stuff of like, you know, Dengar found him and he sold off his armor. You know, like all that sort of stuff is not existent currently. It is gone. So, you know, they've added in these things like Timothy Oliphant gets to wear his armor around for a day. And like, uh, that part, though, the Tim- the Timothy Oliphant, the uh, I can't forget, remember his name, but he got the armor from from um, Jawas, he said. Jawas, yeah. Yes, I know. But I want <clears> to <throat> know right, how it's in the, it's in the show. It's in the show. Um, but it's, it's, it's also in Aftermath. That's where it yeah, Cobb, Cobb. Thank you. Yeah, Cobb Banth. Uh, good. Good pull there, Kit. But it's um, it's, it's covered in the aftermath novels, and so oh, it there's is. only a little, yeah, a little bit. It they just, tell you just exactly, him. or just what they tell they they essentially tell you how he got the armor. They tell you Cobb how, got it, how Cobb got how it. Cobb got it, yeah, not yeah, no, how the Jawas got it, not so. how the Jawas. That's the section of time that I think Kit, you know, will get over a season of Boba Fett and understanding why Boba Fett is now a crime lord, I guess, or maybe not a crime lord. I. I wonder with the creation of the Mandalorian if what they're saying about this time after Return of the Jedi is that some of these people that would make different moral choices, like any Mandalorian out there, might be a bounty hunter, right? And his entire enclave at the beginning of that show, we're off topic and we should talk about uh, Bad Batch, but like his enclave at the beginning of that show would have made different moral choices than he ends up making by the end of season two of that. And so... um a Boba Fett might be also inclined to say, well, I can make different choices now. I don't have to work for the Empire. You know. Uh, yeah. Bad Batch. <laughs> uh, I By really... The way, I think we... What? I think we covered, as far as what we covered, we only covered the first three episodes. Of, yeah, it was uh, early. And because, like, I don't think we we had the episode where we get we first get Fennec Shand. So it's like, we. I'm looking back at the episode guide and just, like, seeing what what there was i'm like yeah i think we left off there so there's a lot for us to kind of like touch base on yeah we got yeah. uh blue bounty hunter boy we got uh blue bounty hunter boy <laughs> yeah i don't remember that you're gonna have to you're gonna have to remind me he's a, yeah, a little uh, less big we, we, we already gave the spoiler warning oh yeah that's true we did give the spoiler warning um with the, the cade cade whatever with his hat oh oh cad bane cad, cad bane. bane yeah yeah, I you forgot he was Cade for Skywalker. A <laughs> Cade Skywalker. <laughs> That's but yeah, a, Cad Bane. Yeah, Cad Bane. Yeah, Fennec Shand, mm-hmm. Harris and Dula, uh, yes. the Mraz, the Mraz sisters, uh, some new clone 
commanders who fit in somehow. Commandos, old- yes. The commandos. Some- oh, the commandos. I was yeah. thinking of like Hauser and some other people. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That showed up that they gave names to and they clearly might use again. Um, yes, clone commandos from the games being like, hey, what's up? Yeah. I'm so excited about that. I love, that is- I love that game in those books. I'm really happy that that's like teetering on canon. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm sure we'll get some like, uh, I mean, I'm not sure, but I hope we get some kind of like, oh yeah, this is, this is our new adaptation. It's very like, it's right on the edge. Like this is the same stories, but just updated a little bit and like, give them to me. I mean, if Respawn came yeah. out tomorrow and was like, we made, we remade Republic Commando, it'd be like, and it's canon. Okay, yeah. let's do it. Uh, well, it's not canon, gosh. but they've remade. They're, they they you remastered they remastered the the game on at least Switch and probably yeah. PlayStation and yeah the remaster Xbox uh, too. I mean it's good. it's a it's a light it's a light polish. It's not like they're not like going yeah. back in there and like really clean. Like it's just like yeah, oh yeah it was, it it's clean. playable. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been playing like, hey, it on Switch and enjoying it. I wonder how many of those games that they took. Uh, a lot of people are probably just paying GOG for the work they did to put them on their store, I, I would imagine. And then translating that stuff over to things like the Switch. I would ha- I would have to imagine that's what's going on. Because a lot of that is hard work that people can't afford to do. Uh and 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 thank you uh yeah. to the to the men and women doing that because being able to play Pod Racer and Republic <laughs> Commando in my bedroom on my Switch in is is fantastic. It is a dream come true. Thank you. <laughs> yeah it's thank it's thankful work now it's, it used to be thankless work yes. but now kent kit and ken are saying thank you um mraz sisters uh a lot of clone troopers and some some twists and turns there at the end of who's a good guy and who's a bad guy and what choices they're making right yeah that was uh, the biggest thing that yeah. in the end was like a question mark for me i'm like so you just didn't want to answer that at all? You just want to just scoot right past that big revelation and just get us through the rest of the season? Fine by me, I guess. Yeah. That was... Yeah. You want to start with that, or you guys want to start with some favorite moments? or just? I, I figure we're just talking about the series as a whole and what maybe our hopes are or what our thoughts are for the future of, of what that is, because it doesn't... Mandalorian seems to have a thesis statement, or it did until the end of season two. It seems to still have a little bit of one. Uh, about what they're trying to bring people in to watch, right? Here's the Western. Here's the story of of what it's like to live in the galaxy post the Empire. This one is like, maybe it's about things are, that are happening around them sometimes, like Hera and her storyline. So is the Bad Batch in the future going to be about stuff happening around them or is it more like the end of the series where it's about what's happening to them and and they're the cause of a lot of things like the beginning of the rebellion you know I mean, I or it can be both yeah i mean because and i think that's that's the finding that balance is a good part because <clears throat> i love the i love the hair episodes because if we're gonna start i'll just jump back to stuff that i loved i love the hair episodes because one we did get to see hair and the people of ryloth and seeing what their what their world is turning into under the empire. But you also get to see, not only do you see how the people of that planet 
are reacting to it and how it's how it shifted from at first they didn't even want the clones there they're like you know we don't need you and then okay you know what fine you guys have helped out please you know come and help us and we'll we'll form a bond and then even to how their the clones that were stationed there how they are taking that transition too and so we also see a little bit of how the the order 66 is essentially sliding like it's it's slowly decreasing i guess or because they they since we saw it as a signal that they pushed through on um, on uh, crosshair in in the very beginning, they're like, "Oh well, let's let's turn the turn it up to see if we can push this chip into full on mode." Because it was before, it's like, "Oh, it's it's there, but it's a weak signal." So they turned it all the way up to get that order sixty six up, and you see that commander um, Hauser. Uh, Hauser, yeah. Um, he, he was just like, uh, he's like, this isn't right. Like we're not, we're here to help them. And now we're subjugating them. That's not the right thing to do. And like seeing that turn for the clones and see what, what the turmoil that the clones are going through, who the pe what the people are going through, what the, the troopers who are under crosshair to see them be like, well, this is the empire. This is what we're supposed to do. This is what's right. And it's like, that's because you're the one doing it. Like you, you don't care that it's subjugation. You don't care about any of this because it's not your people and how easily, some people just will fall in line with, I mean, fascism, and they're just like, "Oh no, this is this is fine." Like, no, like, I think it's I I I like all the multifaceted as aspect of it of seeing that, and then there's also the episodes where there's like, "Oh, we need to go get all the ch all of our chips removed," and Rex shows up to be like, "Hey guys, got to get those chips out. Let's go do this." And they have a little adventure on it on an old on a on a star. Uh, I guess it wouldn't be a star destroyer, star venerator. Yeah, Ven I think it was a venerator. Yeah. And it's like so that was like I enjoyed I I I like all the bits and pieces as they come together. So that that Hera, um, the Hera two parter was one of my favorites. I don't love that it was a two parter, man. Yeah, it was so good. No, a Venerator would be a Star Destroyer. No, no, Venerator. Yeah, they still yeah. Star Destroyers. Are they still Star Destroyers? Yeah, they're still okay. technically Star Destroyers, but I guess it's a Venerator probably. Yeah, just different class. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't know if they changed his name. Like we were from Star Destroyers. Like no, we're here for peace. We're here for no. We're here to destroy stars. Period. We're here for that. <laughs> I, um, I I saw a video. I don't know if I I don't. I'm not going to find it right now. But I saw a fun video of like how much bigger the Executioner is than like a regular Star Destroyer, and how much bigger the Death Star. It was a it was a 3D models thing, and it starts with uh, it was like a capsule, like a Apollo capsule, and it just keeps going. You know, like through everything that you could possibly ever have created in any uh, space-related story. So it's got like the Galactica in there and a whole bunch of... The Galactus, Galactica is pretty big. I could probably take a Star Destroyer pretty easily. Just I'd, like to point I'd that definitely out there. Believe it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have, have shields, which is a problem. True. But it has two, like two, the launch base have to uh, like open up. Like that's, that's massive. Like you essentially have yeah. to move these two small cities to the sides to shoot <laughs> I get the concept behind that, but I've never quite understood, like, why in space you need to do that. Like, I get, like, oh, we can close it up and then it's armored and then, then it's closed for our jump and we have to close it for our jump. But, like, if you just, it's space, so you just rotate the ship and, like, okay, put the armored side that way. And then the ships go off the bottom, so you just open up the bottom side. <laughs> you know? like, well, I mean, it doesn't have to be. By the time they got to the to the Pegasus, they, they didn't even have to open up. They just that's were, true. Yeah, their the bays were already the bays yeah. are always out on the Pegasus, and and yeah. the the conceit is that they land like a 
like an aircraft carrier, they slam down the deck, and that's why they need the space. So, uh, yeah, I, I get why they did. It's very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 one of those things where it's like, oh, it's it's more of a storytelling conceit too for them, so that they're like, yeah, get them back in here. We got to launch, and then oh, it's great. It's yeah. a it's a fantastic convention that once you stick to it creates great storylines. But like, if you think about it, you're like, this could be better designed. And then they were like, yeah, it could have been. And that's why we have the Pegasus to show you they did it eventually. But like <laughs> our ship, our ship that we use has this bad design and you just have to live with it. It's so good. <laughs> Versus the the Star Wars way is kind of interesting with the, the TIE fighters are always like up and down and they just get grabbed by the, the head of the ball. You know, depending on the really, ship, yeah. yeah. There's also there's the ones always, that just like ha- have the pods just hanging off the bottom too. Every, every ship can kind of just, even <laughs> X-wings can just sort of touch down. Uh, it's a cool, cool idea. I wonder. We should see a ship eventually in Star Wars that just can't do it. It just has to land normally. <laughs> like where you got that has wheels or a, like I need to land on a road. I got wheels on this thing. <laughs> this is my uh, that design on Moff Gideon's ship is terrible talking about bad designs where it's the a, ship has one? to like fly out the in so his he's got one that that's oh. kind of arrowhead shaped but it's got the it's got the gap at the very front yes and the ships like have to fly out the gap so like the way that they yeah the way that they stop them is they just fly into that gap and then they can't launch any ships and so like i'm like that's, that's a the, terrible uh, like, that's an uh, awful design it's a light. It's, I can't remember the light cruiser, but it's a type of light cruiser. But it's the same problem the Tiger Claw has from uh, Wing Commander, where they they shoot out the middle of the ship and they have one break down in the launch tube on the way out, and it's like, well, that's it. We can't we can't get any more help to you. You five, yeah. you five that made it out. <laughs> Hold on, my dog is barking. Yeah, that was that was a bad Chelsea. engineering decision. Yeah. I I mean it yeah I'm trying to think of the when you said the Gideon ship like wait which one I'm like oh yeah that that big one where where they have just like just one X wing we're saved like yes you are because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean and we're we're jumping all over the place because we also at some point one today want to talk about the second second season of Mandalorian episode two gallery oh yeah they, but they go through the breakdowns but yeah. yeah yeah we could do I mean that's not a super long one but but uh, let's you know. It, I know keep Kit, on bad, bad. Your Hera, your Hera thought was that you, that was your favorite of the whole season just because you got to see Ryloth and, and all, and Hera's story beginning or, I mean, it was pretty fantastic to live through like, Oh man, these people are before the rebels show. That's kind of crazy. Like they're going to ignite in some cases, a lot of the things that you thought were being ignited during rebels that are actually already going on. So like Ahsoka's going to get dragged back in here some at some point she has to um yeah i guess she could i don't think that she has to but it's feloni's show so i i'm sure she will (laughs) this close to plo coon's force ghost (laughs) (laughs) oh we are closer than you think considering it has to be i mean okay omega has force powers right i that's the that's that's one of the my early bets was that she was force at least force sensitive. Like there's something I feel like I feel like it's there. I feel like we're gonna get something, but I don't know. It's it's I don't know where we're gonna go next. I feel like we would have should have had the reveal already. No. Like that should have been how she was saved. Well, I mean, 
I, we also don't know how many seasons they have planned for this too. Before the end, when they said, "Oh yeah, they're coming back for season two. I'm like, "Oh okay, I get it." But yeah, I. Yeah. It feels like a three season. Maybe, maybe maybe when they were, maybe when they were tinkering with her genetics, because uh, you know obviously she's female and blonde and not male and uh, dark haired like like Django. So uh, maybe when they were tinkering with her. Uh, genetic code. They were uh, like how they how they made the clones more uh, made it so that they were better at taking orders. Maybe they they were tinkering with her, trying to make her trying to give her force powers, and that's going to be related to Snoke and. Palpatine that's why I was thinking Grogu. the Snoke thing is is it why it has to be likely that she has force sensitivity and why she's so important and why they took Nala say is because she connects in that line of of Palpatine trying to make Force-sensitive clones, and they just don't work, right? And so, it like I mean, it's likely a spoiler uh, that we know by the end of Rise of Skywalker, or, you know, that he still can't clone a Force-sensitive clone well, and therefore, you know, she probably did Galen Urso herself and, you know, put in... Some sort of Kool Aid. You know, she's like, she just, yeah, she's, she's just like, like, oh, knocked over dumping, the pile. My dumping in a little, oh man, oh, another one failed. I don't know how we did it with Omega that one time ever. <laughs> Isn't that your lunch in there? Um, <laughs> I, I was talking about it. <laughs> I left my gloves somewhere. <laughs> which, which has seemed like, I'm not sure if they just don't want to address it and if they're ignoring it or if. I just have a complete misunderstanding of how cloning works, but they keep talking about how like Boba and Omega are the only unmodified clones. But like clearly, I think that we can assume that that Boba looks exactly like Django would have looked when he was ten years old. Yeah. But like clearly, they did some tinkering with Omega because oh, absolutely, she doesn't. Yeah. She she's female. She's blonde. Like so like. I think that they would have had to do some tinkering. So uh, maybe maybe they did less than the clones, but it seems like there's also no. It seems um, like they had to age, do some. There's also, but I think it's more that there's no um, age age manipulation too, where they're and, they're given the yeah. fast growth hormone, and, and stuff she's like that. not like most of the. Maybe. She's I think they they consider her a Gen One or Gen Zero clone, right? She's not even an age advanced. Alpha. altered altered like a uh, like yeah. first gen clone would be right if you yeah. if you count right. the the clones that go to battle as gen one or whatever and the ones that rolled off the line first those even are manipulated and they they don't want to clone from those right they well, you end up with yeah. with the problem so that's in universe I, i'm not saying i know how cloning works i'm just i'm going by their in universe explanations so far and why it seems like even if Omega is tinkered with, they can say she's she's of that pure lineage because she still has like okay, well, if we took her her genetic code back and we just flipped that from you know male to female thing, she'd be pretty dang close. I, yeah. Is my guess. I, I I'm just making an explanation out of my butt here, but no, it, no, it, it's 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 solid. It I seems can... though that it's, she's more important than Boba Fett. It's not like they're out there being like. Well, we know Bo- where Boba Fett is, so why don't we just go get him? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they do know where Boba is. 
he's running around on some starships, blowing things, some things up, and then imprisoned at some point. You know, just yeah. But I, I think mean, he's he, he's got a I chain code. He can't down. be that hard yeah. to track down. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we didn't know about tracking chain codes until later on because we, you know, that's that's a fairly that's a newer. Mess. That whole thing's yeah. a mess. The um, but I mean, even even Omega says to rex she's like you're an alpha like she knows that she can see because of how how he's aged where like his um that he his generation of clone and he's an alpha he's one of the first off the line so to speak like aside right. from so it's like there's definitely which i i wonder i don't think we've had too many i don't think we've had too many novelizations where we could have heard from his point of view but i wonder if we ever hear like oh because part of him being able to resist was because he was an alpha that, or, you know, with, you know with a lot of it seems like the clones that end up <clears throat> resisting are the ones that yeah. have deeper emotional ties to people, right? So, like, yeah. Hauser and uh, Hera's dad, uh, what's his name? I can't remember. Uh, God, so many. Is it Cham? Yes, yeah, Cham. It it's Cham. Yeah, Cham. Yeah. yeah, it's so many characters, man. How do you do it? This <laughs> <laughs> uh, stuck up here. So, Cham, Cham, Sandula, and Hauser had such a deep connection that eventually... You know, they both are saying to each other, like, this feels wrong, this feels wrong, and 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 he's able to kind of like back himself out of out of that area. I mean, even Rex yeah. could only back himself out so far and then yeah. had to be saved by Ahsoka with the machine. So I think it has more to do less to do with the generations and, and the storytelling is more about the relationships. And so the the Jedi that treated their clones, you know, like garbage didn't end up surviving <laughs> well uh, also there's the i mean there's there's two, two different aspects on that one two we talked uh, as as we mentioned the signal like oh the signal's been turned like they've they've laid off that signal because <clears throat> we we do know that that's one thing that we'll come to at the end was that we do know for a fact that at the beginning of the series crosshair still had a chip in him because they said oh it's still there it's just not fully active they turned it up, so they got him to you know flip for the against his team. But then later on, we have the uh, several. We have a couple different clones that are kind of like, oh, they're not quite as quick to be like, oh, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. And so they, we, I think that there is a certain amount of like, okay, once they activate the signal, they they oh, we'll go ahead and turn off that thing. It's good now. We've we killed off all the Jedi. Yeah. Do they still need to? As that time, as it's wearing off, to kind of see and stuff, they they did cover that a little bit in the Kanan comic book series, where it's like later on, those clones that had confronted him and Depa Balaba were like, one of them was like, they're like, no, like what's going on? Like they they started to question what had happened because they're like, that didn't make it, that didn't make any sense. They were our commanders. Like why did we do that? And if it's if it's more of like at least initially it was a signal, and, and like over time, like Hauser, they kind of go like, what's going on here? Like we we can logically think this through and we don't see it as the <clears throat> a choice I would have made. And right. so I'm curious where that will, where we'll end up with that also because we do have to figure out that at some point Crosshair says he removed his chip long ago and like doesn't say when we don't find out how just says I removed it long ago just to kind of like one up a uh, hunter. It's like, the hell are you talking about and then they just never touch on it again which is probably my low point of the series <clears throat> why is it a low the, point why not why not take his word uh, as the oh man okay 
I mean, it's a reveal. It's a big reveal. And it's to me, it was like, uh, oh, that that actually kind of makes some sense. Because the way he explains it after that is like, you you never came back for me. You never tried to help me, you know? I don't know. Kit, do you have, I, I can jump into it, but... But I no, I want to hear Kit's thoughts on that too. Because you said as a low point for me, it was kind of like a, I'm very happy they said that his chip was out. Because I was... I was I came into the show and then I'll let you go, Kit, because I I just want to put put it out there that I came into the show thinking I always love the sniper characters. It's just a way that my brain works. It's why you play video uh, games. You're, you're like, oh, I like the Donatello, or you like the Raph. Yeah, like we all choose our we all choose our characters at some point, and yeah, that was your you know, choice. Uh, Gundams with long range weaponry, that stuff. Uh, uh. And so I was like, I'm going to love Crosshair. And then they made him a bad guy instantly. And I was like, oh, no. I, I'm, I've never been an Empire rooter in my entire <laughs> fandom of, of Star Wars. And um, they did the job where I still wanted to see Crosshair on screen, especially because he never gels with the, the real bad people that he works with. He works with some very, like, not good people. And he's never, like, beholden to them. He's like, I'm doing the job the Empire says needs to be done because I believe it needs to be done. And so when you finally get to the end, it's like, he believes it needs to be done and he doesn't have a chip, so he really believes it needs to be done becomes a more inspiring character choice to me in terms of, like, storytelling and and what that could mean for watching Crosshair for five more seasons instead of, like, in in two more seasons everything's solved because he lied and he still has his chip and everything's, it was all mind control. It's like, it's very clearly not mind control um, based on the other clones. I don't know. What do you feel, Kit? Uh, I find Crosshair to be a very confusing and complicated character. And uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe that if he did take his chip out, I don't know. For me personally, trying to put myself in his shoes, I can see where he maybe necessarily wouldn't want to hang out with the other Bad Batch members because of what had happened in the show. But if he took his chip out, I don't understand why he would still be hanging out with the Empire because, like, clearly it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't seem like his his goals align with the Empire's goals. So it seems to me like he would just... I mean, even, even before they, they try to leave him on the planet and sink the <laughs> the lab or whatever. Um, it just, I, I don't know. It just seems like if he had taken this chip out that he would probably have been like, you know what? I, I don't, <laughs> I, I'm just going to leave. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go hang out with the bad batch anymore. Cause we don't get along, but I definitely don't gel with the empire. So I'm just going to take off and go be a bounty hunter or whatever. Um, I don't know. Uh, he, I, I find him to be a difficult character for me to reconcile within the show. I think and fair. I think, I think my part of it too is that it's the the vagueness of it. Of I took it out long ago. It's like, what do you mean long ago? Like maybe a month or two ago, you definitely had it. Like we confirmed, gen- like it's there. So to say you take took it out long ago, that's I think where my biggest kind of like bump comes is like if he said, you know, I, I took out, you know, I found out about the chip and I took it out last week. Like I like, oh, OK, at least then gives me some idea where he's he's he removed the chip and now he's like, OK, I'm I'm starting to see <clears throat> where my 
where my agenda and my planning and my thoughts go and where the empire goes. And so he still has room to grow from there because he, he's no longer has that, the, the mental push from the empire, but to be like, Oh, I took it out long ago and not like date it for us. Cause I'm, I mean, it's maybe it's my stupid continuity brain where I'm like, no, when did you take it out? Cause I want answers. Like you want the mission. You want to be like, I took yeah. it out before, uh, Ryloth. Well, in my head, I'm like, I want it taken out probably shortly after he, shortly shortly after they take out theirs, because essentially he gets burned horribly on the side of his head yeah. from the engine, and I'm like, I want it to be taken out right about there. Like, they were responsible for him to be scarred. He gets the thing taken out, and from there, he's like, no, they left me behind. They scarred me. They, uh, you know, essentially tried to kill me. That that's where his thing is. Like, just give me kind why of. Why do a, you, why do you not accept that it could be there? I know I do accept it could be it could be there, but tell me that like give me give me some point because just to say long ago, at some, a lot of, I heard I had a lot of people saying like oh does this mean he didn't have his chip in since since then like no he had it they like it's confirmed that it's in the first episode so it's like yeah the the vagueness gives too many people thinking like oh maybe maybe he had it he he didn't have it at all since he was he just he just wanted to kill Kanan like no he clearly was being triggered by that like, he yeah. was being pushed to do that so absolutely. That's where I don't like that vagueness. I want answers. I want some clarity. That's and that's where I'm like, it's my biggest. Like we get it as a real kind of like drop, like boom. I took it out long ago at the end of the second to last episode. I'm like, okay, cool. We're there, we're gonna address this. We got a whole other episode, and then they run around for a bunch of whatever, and he ends up saving uh, uh, Omega and also uh, Az. Like he saves, he saves them all. I'm like, that's cool. I'm glad he did. I was hoping like. I'm glad for that moment, and I was hoping for him to be like, okay, let me come with you, or like Kit saying, even go off on his own and do his own thing, but like right after that, the Empire's going to show him up, pick him up, and like, all right, let's go back to base. Like, no, how'd you get out of it? Are they still alive? X, Y, Z. Like, they're going to put the screws to him, and... It's still possible that that happens next season. Yeah. And so it's like, so then the Empire knows that they're still alive, and so we have to contend with that, which is, that's fine storytelling, but I'm like, I... I wanted something, some a, a little more clarity and conclusion on that. Just not the, not to go long ago. Well, let's, let's not talk about it anymore. Let's let's focus on this stuff. It's like that's the, the thing I want to know about the most, and that's where it's the down point. It's still it's still a good ending of the season for me. Like it's still lots of good good points. Like when they go up in the pods, although a lot of stuff in the the pod thing doesn't make sense. Like Omega and Az couldn't be in with like. They're like okay, yeah. record gets one pod. I know, I know. That- <laughs> that one makes no sense. It makes sense. Record gets a pod, but like, yeah. why wouldn't you put Crosshair in his own pod? <laughs> like, put Crosshair in his own, unless you want want someone to watch him. But then you put you like they, they're just the way they paired people up. Like Omega's small, put her in with Hunter. Like, what, why would you not put them together in a better configuration <laughs> of like, oh yeah, you guys just do that and do over the, like that. That part threw me off a little bit, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's I definitely agree. No, it's it's <laughs> it's not a nitpick. It's something I noticed too. I was like, what? Why would you ever put her in her own pod? Like, why wouldn't you? If you cared about her, you'd keep her in yeah. your pod. Hunter, stay with me. Like, yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought I watched I watched it overall, and I thought this is as good as Rebels was. I think. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's it's it's, not, it's slightly different because you have a different crew and you have different sure. uh, story motivations. But yeah, but it's not. It's not like world-breakingly good, I would say. I mean, yeah, I mean I, that that's that's fair to say, and that's I, I also think it's in that case. I, I guess it's one thing going if if you think that it's going to be only a one-season show, 
you have certain expectations yeah. like where where's this going to go is this going to be world like no it's like this was this is meant to be almost it's i mean meant similar to, to clone yeah, wars meant to be extension yeah yeah and so if we would have known that before we would have had different expectations maybe kit i thought rebels was much better uh i think by the end i, I was going to say much like uh, so I, I know that I'm in the minority on this, but for me, Rebels, <laughs> basically within the first couple of episodes, uh, Rebels really, I really connected with Rebels, and I loved Rebels almost from the very beginning, and Maybe. in a way that I did not with Clone Wars or this, and uh, it's it's likely that, that Bad Batch will grow on me, like, Rebel, like um, Clone Wars did, that Bad Batch will grow on me over time. Uh, and it's not like I don't like Bad Batch. I do like Bad Batch. I just, uh, I had a uh, practically instant connection with Rebels that I had, did not have with the other two shows. And uh, I, um, I, it's not really fair because Rebels uh, has four seasons and this only has one. But uh, I thought Rebels, I, I really liked Rebels season one and and two. And I thought that Rebels season one was much, much stronger than Bad Batch season one. Okay. Or at, at the very least that I enjoyed Rebels season one much more than I enjoyed Bad Batch season I, one. I get into Rebels and I think by the end of Rebels uh, three and four are much better than this. Um, I'm just saying as like a, a my feeling of the, the entirety of Rebels, there's a lot of low points for me personally, especially early um, where I just was like, eh, people really like this. I'll keep watching it. And then Ezra starts to become a Jedi and Kanan gets blinded as spoilers. I'm sorry, but it's just the way that it is. <laughs> got to talk about the show. Uh, I think it's, I think it's and, interesting too, that we, when you said the other two shows, there's also resistance and we're not talking about that at all. <laughs> never. I'm never, I like bad as Well, much more than the resistance. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I think yeah. I'm never going to watch resistance. I don't think I can be convinced, especially with a new show coming in four days. I liked Bad Batch season one much more than Clone Wars season one. Uh, I felt I felt like it was much more consistent than Clone Wars season one. It's, Although Clone yeah. Wars season one was very up and down for me, there were it, it was very much dependent on which story arc we're talking about because some of the story arcs in Clone Wars season one I enjoyed a whole lot, like very very much, and then there were others where it was like four episodes of just me being like. Uh, yeah, and but then, it's an easy. It's an easy uh, answer. I think, because I think. Yeah, it's. But it's I, easy I enjoyed that badge more than Clone Wars season one. Sure, because it, and it's both of those shows a lot more than Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy for Bad Batch to be better because they you already know all the things they want you to know if you watched Clone Wars, right? They're not especially trying to onboard. I mean, they you absolutely could watch this without having watched the other stuff and they slowly get to some of it, but the, the character reveals like here's Rex. That's echo. This is that it's really, really geared for people that know the clone wars characters and the clone Wars story. And it, it, it's not the best of the onboarding moments, which is why, you know, rebels and clone wars and maybe resistance. I don't know. Uh, connect to people easier, I think than this one. I, I think that they could easily call this Clone Wars season eight, and yeah, nobody you, would have really. But the Clone Wars are over, so they had to call it something else. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, as a Rhea Perlman fan, I really appreciate this series. I feel the other ones are lacking in Rhea Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That well, is, she. We should talk about. Fact. Uh, <laughs> we should talk about visions. Is she in visions? Um, I don't know. Um, I, I thought we were going to do the Cheers cast. I'm, I'm sorry. I guess I, oh. I misunderstood. No. Or the, how, or how the, the Japanese. Podcast. 
or the Matilda podcast. Um, Matilda podcast? Is that what on, we're doing? She's, she's in Matilda. And so is uh, Danny DeVito. Rhea Ooh, Perlman. What? Anyways. What? Um, Wait, who's Rhea Perlman in Matilda? Is it Matilda? I'm pretty sure it's Matilda. Or is it? Dang it. I'm looking it up because I have to know. She says. Well, they, yeah. I'm fairly. Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah, oh, she's right. in it. Yeah. Okay. I, I, oh, I'm she like, plays the blonde haired wife. Yeah. The, yep. Danny DeVito's um, wife. Mm-hmm. And oh. and who is also Gosh. Danny DeVito's wife? Um, oh, is she actually? Yeah, she's they're married. Oh, I didn't. Or I they don't know were. anything I think about. They're separated now. Rhea it's okay. Perlman. You don't need to know celebrity gossip. Um, she's crazy in that show. <laughs> but I don't the, even recognize her. Yeah. Wow. Touching back on the the with with Bad Batch, it is it is more of a like you're already online. I think to your comments about Clone Wars. The first season started out as more as the anthology idea of like, oh, we're going to jump from this character, this character, this character and tell different stories across the universe. And they 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 Clone Wars is the first out the gate. So it definitely has to find its legs. And by the time you get to to Rebels, you they knew the formula. And they're like, OK, this is what we're going to do. and We're going to get there. And then with Bad Batch, it's it's just they keep are they're, they're able to refine that technique time and time again sometimes with new new creators sometimes with with some veterans in the mix too so it's like bad batch has the has the strength of so many people who came before it with the other storytelling uh the other storytelling shows so they have that and whereas i think with visions as as much as it's going to be looks really cool it's going to be another anthology kind of thing it's going to be an animatrix of like here's the story in this style next week you're going to get a completely different story with a completely different style I mean, completely different style, but like you're going to get, it's going to be a very different take. And I wonder if people are ready for the, you know, the Fantasia of it, of like, oh yeah, this is the part with the, with, with the dancing hippos. But then the next part has nothing to do with this one. And it's completely, it's, it's very separate storytelling. I'm curious how people will receive that after having at least publicly more watching like the Mandalorian, where it is that continuous story. Will they see this and be like, oh wait, well, where's the character from last time? I really liked them. It feels like a step back almost a little bit to Clone Wars of being like, oh, where's Je- uh, Jedi Master? I'm going to die. And I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, they it's, I mean, Star Wars has a history of bad naming. But yeah, there's a that the first time we go on uh, Ryloth is with the Je- Jedi Master. I'm going to die. And he's on Ryloth and he's trying to protect and he ends, guess what? He ends up dying. Um him and his Jedi his a uh, clone commander and stuff. And they're, it's a really good story, even though they stupidly named him Jedi master. I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who, who pronounces his name that way. <laughs> well, just cause I mean, I I'm sure there's a, I think they do it better in the show, but I'm like, this is ridiculous. You guys could have named him something else. Just like Savage Opress. I still hate those names. They're so like Savage Opress. Just Ned, the next bad guy. Yeah. Just a bit too much. Meanie make make slavery didn't seem to make the cut. I don't know. Like it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. See, I would read that. So I think I would read that as a script reader, and I'd be like, "Ima Gundi." Yeah, I think that's the way they say it, "Ima Gundi." But huh. the, it, it, yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's just ridiculous. I am. Like... I'm a Gundi. Yeah, he did. De- he definitely did. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh. Vi- okay. Bad Batch, we I think we we talked about it. Uh, Visions, do we have a lot to say? It's it's out in four days. There's been some trailers. I'm excited. 
I like this idea of anth- anthologies without having to worry about what's connected to what. I think a lot of Star Wars fans that don't think that I I mean there's some that that are on this pod on the other on the main, you know. They it's this this stuff, the animated stuff is not for them because it's too connected to things that they haven't watched and they don't have time to watch, right? Oh, they they have time. They choose not. <laughs> well, we're too busy watching Evangelion. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I watched all three episodes of the and the final one of the the Rebuild? Amazon stuff. Yeah, all, all okay. The, don't spoil yeah, it. I'm in the second one. I I just finished the second one. Okay. Wow. Yeah. What it's, a, it's what a different yeah. thing than the show. Yeah. And in ways in ways similar, but yeah. yeah oh, it's, it's very it's, similar, especially the it's first very, one. The it's first very one's interesting. Like, the way they dance between the two. Oh yeah. But this the is first. This yeah. This is, this an is not an Eva. Yeah. This is not Eva. This is not into the entry plugs. This is not an LCL podcast. This is the <laughs> LCL scoring. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, Visions. Yeah. Boba Fett's going to be back with Tamara Morrison. Oh, okay. For, yeah, no, I, for whatever reason. I don't know yeah. why, but I, I think they board. just sort of gave the people that made this free license to make stories, right? I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And it's like, it's also like really different eras too, because you have just full on like, oh, it's a, it's a Sith. Like, he's clearly a Sith, and they're like, do you have to think that if we're talking about the re- the rebellion era that they're mostly in the shadows? So yeah, uh, and they have great creators on it too. So um, they've got board. some great names on here. I don't know if you've seen some of the people that are are acting in it, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Lucy Liu, Allison mm. Brie, Simu Simu Liu. Yep. Is it not uh, okay? The trailer that I watched was all in Japanese. Is it is it not in Japanese? All of it. I think you not, get the not idea. Joseph, Joseph Gordon Levitt is not doing Japanese voice. There work. are definitely a lot of uh, Japanese. Hey, 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 guess who's back? Back again? Ma- hey, do you know who Masioka is? I do know who Masioka is. We we've discussed him on on Heroes. <laughs> he's Hiro. He's also in Scrubs. He's, he's going to be Ethan in this. Okay, I, I don't know. Are there are there multiple trailers? Because I I. I watched no, no, one no. trailer for this, and yeah, it was all in Japanese. He's no, he's like, he's not the, looking at the, the trailer. He's gonna, he's just looking at the, the cast IMDb. list. Yeah, yeah, no, this is the first time I've looked at it too. But like, obviously, there are some people well, in here that know. don't speak Japanese. You're correct. Yeah, uh, Kyle mean, I Chandler. I, I guess I shouldn't assume, but yeah, Kyle Chandler does not look like he speaks Japanese to me. <laughs> I guess it's it's possible that that when it comes out, you can watch it in Japanese with Japanese voice actors, and then it, dubbed in English with. Uh, English-speaking voice actors, I guess. I don't. It's I don't know. A, I, the The trailer that I watched was entirely in Japanese, so I thought that the show was going to I mean, be in top, Japanese. Top billing is for for definitely some Japanese actors too. Um, that I yeah. I just never heard of them though. You know, but the, it's an, yeah. it's anthology too, so it's like only one episode or two episodes for each of these people. Yeah. Um, it also looks like all of these episodes are dropping on the same day, according to IMDb. Like it's not going to be a weekly thing. Really? It, all of them are listed as the twenty second of September. Uh, but that's just all, that's all just. But that I mean that, that may not be one hundred percent correct. But that yeah, that's what right. IMDb they, is doing right now. They, that's IMDb Disney though. model is not to do that. I, I would not believe yeah. that they would just dump it all. If they did, I would be ecstatic for no reason. It's not like I'm saving any money because I'm gonna. I've got two kids, man. They're we have Disney Plus until I die. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would imagine that they're going to drop it weekly. I think that I would think that it's just IMDb people just like, oh, just we don't have a date. Yeah, so we don't have dates. We'll it's just put possible this. or likely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, t- touching on the the forward thought stuff. Do we want to talk about some of the a little a little nugget that was dropped on the Kenobi show? Yeah, do it. Hit us up as long as it's not a major spoiler. I mean, it's eh, I don't know. I don't know where where it would Does land. Kenobi die? Yeah, is that is, that's a major enough spoiler? I don't no, want to know if Kenobi dies. One of the one of the actors who who was who is being cast in the show mentions that his role um, includes a lightsaber. He is it Kenobi? Is no, it yes, it's, yes. Okay. Uh, Hayden Christensen is back. We already we already yeah. spoiled that, and uh, he is reprising his role as Darth Vader. So. No, so uh, Sung Kang from uh, some might know him as Han Solo from the Fast and the Furious series. Han Solo, yeah, that's that's, that's his name. It's, it's like Soul as in, well, yes, it is. No, yes, is that how that's it's pronounced? Name. It's not pronounced yeah. that way. It's 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 he goes by the name he goes by Han, and it's uh-huh. Soul yeah, it's, it's Soul as in Korea Soul yeah. S yeah. So that's yeah, he's Han it's Solo. Han Soul. Yeah. It's he not go, Han he goes, Solo. I mean, have you watched it lately? You might want to go back and watch those movies. Did they change his name? To I haven't Han watched Solo? any of the Fast and the Furious movies. So, so uh, I watched the first one and liked it. I watched the second <laughs> one and was sort of ambivalent towards it. And then one of them was on when Alice was like three months old. And uh, Vin Diesel did a flying headbutt. Off, they were fighting in a plane. And Vin Diesel did a flying headbutt off of a crate. And she immediately jumped in and headbutted me in the mouth. So I don't let her <laughs> Serious movies. <laughs> His oh, name is not Han Solo, man. You're making stuff up out of your brain. Mm-hmm. It's Han Lu. Maybe they just call him that because his name is Han. Maybe they made a joke. They did. Yeah. I see. Maybe it's okay. like his nickname. Yeah. And so, I don't know. again, I haven't seen hardly any of these. So since you got headbutted. Not, not since you got headbutted yeah. by the baby rock. <laughs> Baby Dwayne Johnson is just like, Dad, I think bam. We, yeah. we might need to have like, counseling. It, like, it happened in the movie, and then she immediately just like pushed with her legs and launched herself into my mouth with her head. Love- and I'm just like, all right, we are we done need to with deal that. With this, we need to deal with this trauma, buddy. I, don't, I think you're missing out on some, some action. Although the, the fourth one's really bad. I love that, that the Simpsons – I think – I love that the Simpsons – informed this type of thinking of like maggie saw it on, on tv and immediately hit ha- homer in the head with a hammer like immediately just turned to him and said bam somehow grabbed a hammer and she's like <laughs> her first instinct is like that looks fun i need to do it hey dad come here bonk <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious i mean not for you that, at that's the time. just how babies i work. mean it's, yeah. it's hilarious for all work. of us that's for sure <laughs> okay so Soon uh, Kang is going to show up and he's got a lightsaber. So we know that yeah. he survived Order 66, but we don't know who he is. Yeah, we don't know who he is, but it's definitely interesting to be see like, OK, so we'll have another lightsaber wielder at some point. So I'm like, ooh, that makes me happy. Like, I like I like I like knowing that little bit like it's can I can I make a Holly force babies that I was going to he could be he could be an inquisitor. He could be a force baby. That's that, what I was going to mm-hmm. just say. I was uh, going to say if I'm was, Hollywood, if I'm Hollywood and I'm slightly racist still, he's Asian. So he's going to be a bad guy. I mean, Hollywood is still so <laughs> it could, could could be. 
it makes also, a lot of sense for him to be it makes a lot of sense for a kenobi show to introduce the inquisitors uh in live action because we've only seen him in rebels i think that right? is true yeah. yeah in live action in live action we've only seen them in rebels and some games and the video game yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that the first live action Inquisitor would be cool. Yeah. Not that it that not that that's his role, uh, obviously. But uh, yeah. if I if I made a guess, it's hard to make a show called Kenobi and be like, we got all these other light side force wielders. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, do we know? Do we know? Like more obviously, it's set in between three and four. But do we know more concretely? Like, is it is it like? right before four is it in the middle is it right after three do we have they said anything like that they haven't and to a certain degree i think like we can have it set like say say we get an eight eight episode series i think we could very easily have a two episode arc where it's a flashback and it's you know him you know him younger and that's where we have that kenobi that's one thing that when they said like oh it's going to be it's for sure going to be um or they said oh it's it's a what, what do they say it's a rematch of Vader and and, Kendo, uh, and like you're not going to have like that doesn't make any sense timeline wise. So then be like, oh, here's Darth Vader and here's Kenobi fighting on the on the dunes of Tatooine. And we can't because in the right. freaking first movie ever made, he's like, I don't what? Yeah, Obi Wan exactly. Kenobi's here. Oh my god! And yeah. it's like this huge revelation, right? Like yeah. they can't meet again before right. so, that movie. I mean, just exactly. logically. Right, logically. So I feel like it's like we're going to have some flashbacks because they since what's his face is going to be there. I feel like, oh, we're just going to have some flashbacks to them during some, you know, some training, maybe some late Clone War stuff. I hope that's what we get. I hope we get. Some, I, and that's, I would, we yeah. could also have uh, Sung Kang in that phrase. Like he's like, oh, Jedi Master, you know, solo. Like what we <laughs> what like, what did you have to say? Like they, we have some flashback moments like that. Yeah, I true. can see stuff like I, that. I, okay. If they're if they're going to have Hayden Christensen, I I I would suspect that they're going to have him whether whether it's a flashback to before he gets put in the suit or whether it's like some sort of uh um astral plane thing where he's not in the suit uh I I can't imagine them hiring Hayden Christensen just to put him in the suit and then have James Earl Jones do the voice like that doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me so uh I I would assume that if they were that if they were doing it, that it would be him out of the suit. He was Agreed. wearing at his latest signing the hat from the stunt teams, which they usually give out for when like the actors have been doing lots of training with the stunt teams. So you would guess that that means he's doing a lot of lightsaber training, uh, which would and he, he might. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't think stuff, that they right? would get. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. I don't think that they will hire. All of the stuff about his tiny hands aside, I don't think that they would hire Hayden Christensen to make him Not get him. into the Darth Vader suit again and then have somebody else do the voice. And yeah. then, like, why would you do that? That doesn't that doesn't really make any sense to me. Yeah. So it's got to it's got to, you know, and also he he's not um, he's not that much. I mean, he's older, but he doesn't look that much different compared to like the end of Revenge of the Sith. And um ewan mcgregor is not really alec guinness age yet so um yes but they they can i mean they, they can, can age him up obviously age. like i'm not yeah. saying they can't but like you're wasting a lot of young ability from these actors 
if you don't yeah. use them now. Right. Uh, so it would make a lot of sense what you're saying to flashback, which means Sung Kang could do a lot of other stuff other than be an Inquisitor. Yeah. Do you guys think that he could be Sung Kang could be a Jedi who, for whatever reason, wasn't killed by the clones during Order sixty six, and Darth Vader during the series hunts him down, and and Darth Vader has a fight with Sung Kang. Do you think that we will see Darth Vader hunting down and destroying the Jedi? Yes. Purge style, yeah. And then maybe that's where we, like, Kenobi tries to help him escape and does isn't able to, but that he just, he has to skulk off because, like, well, I couldn't save him. I think you need to get back to, to Luke. I mean, it's, or at least he's, you know, communicate, keeps in communication with them somehow. There's lots of stuff like that. I, I definitely see that as a potential. What you're I think, I think that, yeah, I think that uh, besides. Besides Kanan and Ahsoka, I think that they're, I think that Yoda and Obi Wan believed that they're, or maybe knew. I don't know. Maybe they could feel them through the Force, but because they they changed the, in Revenge of the Sith, they changed the signal, that the signal was saying all Jedi come back to the temple, and they switched it so that it said stay away. It's a it's a trap. Yep. Uh, clearly, they think that there are other that Jedi. there's other Jedi out there that they didn't want to fall into that trap at the in, in Revenge of the Sith. So I think that it's possible. Although I like, I kind of hope that they don't overdo this because I kind of felt like in the old Legends, or now it's Legends, but the old EU that they sort of went overboard with that. It seemed like every other book, uh, they would go to some planet and find some random Jedi who was living as a pauper on the streets or something. And like it seemed like every single book had that. Um, so I, I hope that they don't go overboard with it, but I definitely think that they're that that they definitely could have that kind of story, and it, and it, and that it would fit in Kenobi if you have a a parallel story story going between Kenobi and and stuff in the Empire with Vader. I mean, there's definitely, and that's the thing too is like people talk about how like oh they killed off all the Jedi. Like they let's even if you say that there's a thousand Jedi at the time of the at the time of the purge, if they killed ninety nine percent of them, that still means that there's hundred Jedi out there. Wait, is that math right? I, no, I mean, no, that's ten yes. percent. You, if that's you just enough. take yeah. one, yeah. the one new game is canon. You've already got two Jedi there, and they ten. in that game say that there's more Jedi and Force sensitive children on the holocron. Yeah, right. And so even if you know, even if there's two Jedi alive just from that game, and they go out and they find Force sensitive kids, still the signal is out there to tell them stay away. Like yeah. obviously they know at this point to stay away but yeah it's always interesting to me and it'll be very cool to see you know the explanation for from these writers whoever they hire to do this why kenobi and yoda in, in, we get the impression from four and five episodes four and five that they went into exile and never tried to help anyone until luke went and found them Right. That's the impression you're given in those films. I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying that there aren't books or canon sources already that explain that they, that's not true. But like in those two movies, you're given the impression they, they, they're they done. They're out of the Jedi Order. They're not helping any other Jedi. So this move, this show goes into that time period. Yeah, go ahead. Are we just talking about Empire and Jedi and none of the other stuff? No, I'm go ahead if you if you want to jump in, but like so those movies Rebels, explain. Right, I'm saying in Rebels, they. I agree with you if we're just talking about those two movies. In but in Rebels, it's clear that 
I think that it's very clear that that Obi Wan Kenobi is not just waiting. Like he is, he is actively there to protect Luke. And right when like, Darth Maul shows up, clearly, obviously, right. And 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 the way that in that fight, it is clear that Obi Wan Kenobi has spent the last nineteen years training very hard every single day to make sure that his lightsaber technique is honed because he okay, but, completely destroys Maul. And also. Also kind of proves my point. Yeah, it's kind of cool how uh, Kenobi in that amount of time has gone from like can't beat Maul really except for with a little bit of rage to like mat like super master lightsaber fighter in that amount of time. I, but um, I, I think but he that, had a lot of free time on his hands to <laughs> focus and like be like if Maul shows up, this yeah. is how I beat him. But that like, kind of proves this is how my he point. Fights. I know. It, yeah, he's he's on that planet only in in that. Right view of the world from Filoni at that point in time, right? They're going to have to add something here. And the explanation for multiple sources now of canon that say he didn't leave Tatooine. It's too important. Luke's too important. Yoda, I mean, you could say that he, like, who sees him in the temple? Is it Ezra? It's not Ezra. It's Ahsoka in the temple that sees both both of them. um, Ezra definitely does. He he has has visions of him. Yeah, But they say that it's not him. In that show, I'm pretty sure they say it's it's the the crystal that's that's giving them views of masters that have been at the temple, right? I feel no. I think that I think that Ezra sees him. Ahsoka doesn't because Ahsoka the 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 reason why Ezra sees him is that he has no connection. He he can't say, "Oh, I saw Jedi Master Yoda." He can say, "Like, oh, I saw this guy who helped me," and that he doesn't. I don't think he specifies to Kanan. And to Ahsoka, who like more specifics of what he saw, he oh, just saw. Okay. He just said someone's like I, you know, they, someone spoke to me, and you know this is what they said because I do know that the way the way uh, Ahsoka speaks of Kenobi, she believes he's dead, at least with her inflections. Yeah. Um, as far as Kanan, I don't think I, he he may even said like, oh, that's I'm trying to remember what he's. I mean, this is it's a show worth a rewatch. But I, I, he doesn't see Jedi Master Yoda, I don't believe. But now, again, now I need to rewatch. I don't think it's people who had close connections to Yoda saw him. Otherwise, it'd be like, wait, no, you're Jedi Master Yoda. I know who you are. We work together all the time. Let's go be buddies. Where are you? I'll come pick you up. I've got a vet. I don't know why I had the impression that it, on Lothal he didn't contact real Yoda. But may, that was just maybe at the time my assumption. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think Yoda was... I think he was, I mean, I don't, it's hard to say without like a new a novelization giving some inflection to why he decided <laughs> to stay. Like, yeah. why did he stay in hiding? I mean, it just why? like to one day, just one day. Cause like they, like they, I know that at the end of revenge of the Sith in the novelization, he's like, Oh, we failed. We need to, you know, we, the Jedi, we, we failed in our, our purpose. We need to go into exile to reevaluate what to do next. That's what he says. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, but you get the impression that they're both waiting around for Luke to grow up, and that their yeah. only mission is for both of them to wait where they are in hiding so that they don't get caught by Vader until Luke grows up. Okay. How do you make a show in the meantime where they have to do those things or explain why they didn't do those things, and then also get to the other place where they still appear to have just been waiting around for you know, like, can they slide this in? Is going to be very interesting to me. That's why I think you have a. <clears throat> a young Indiana Jones scenario where you have, you know, just like at the end of, for you guys, I don't know if you guys, if you watched Indiana Jones, the young adventures of young Indiana Jones at the end of it, it's just Indy, old Indy telling stories 
about his childhood. But you could you could easily do lots of that with a Kenobi series of like, oh, this is how I first met Duchess Satine back when she was just Satine and I fell in love with her. And I well, we, we we've almost got a, we've got a live action bow we can use for that kind of thing. Yeah. And so it's like you have those you have those moments like, oh, we could definitely do that kind of stuff and I'd be on board for that. And that's why I think I mean we do have moments within the comics of like stories that that were told of like, oh, this is what Obi-Wan was doing. He was protecting it. He was keeping uh, pirates from ra- from raiding the Skywalker farm. Things of, of that. What's up? Could we, could we get a live action Honda Anaka? <laughs> oh, I hope so. Oh, yeah. my God. They already have him at the park. You know, he, people yeah. know him from the ride. So it's possible yeah. that they could slide him in here and be like, <laughs> Pondo shows up on Tatooine is like, you look familiar. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I oh God, I can't see him not as much as as much as like I love Hondo. I can't see him not blabbing and being like, you know, for a good price, I could tell you where he is. Like, I just I can't, I can't see him not being Hondo. And now I'm wondering if they make a Hondo Lego guy, because now I want a Hondo Lego guy. Oh, I'm sure they do. Huh. There's not a lot of cast listed for this show. They don't even. Oh, no, Soon King's on here now. There is, but it's an outdated figure. Sucks. Huh. But now yeah, I want that Hondo one. Naka figure. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm like, dang it. I hope you're as Star Wars out as I am because we got it. We had to get it out of us to like purge before visions. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I'm ready. To... I'm ready for for visions. I'm ready for season four of Cobra Kai. I'm ready for. Where is that? I mean, I I get it. COVID and like doing martial arts and all that maybe don't mix very well. Uh, but they haven't said anything, have they? What when? What's the date for season four? Uh, let's see if there is one. I am uh, December of this year. Okay, a lot of stuff in December. You know, maybe. December. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not a date that's a no. general that's a month like it's like a target like, <laughs> like december 31st yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like at, at, at midnight yeah, you know, so technically sure. january 1st ah. i could watch that for new year's i'd be down with that I, i'd be way down for that i think that's i'm pretty sure that's what i did last year i think that they dropped season three on new year's day because i'm pretty really? sure i spent new year's day watching cobra <laughs> kai yeah i think so awesome or at least at least during that weekend around there so that's what I remember. But. Cool. So uh, jumping back on a few different things, Andy, do you think you'll watch the new the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe cartoon, the the kid-centric one? Based on Kit's estimation of who it's for, I have put it lower on my list than I thought it would be. I thought based it on... Is, it is definitely for aimed at a younger audience than Revelation, but an older audience than... An older for... kid audience than than Filmation. And right. that's, that's where I'm curious, because like, you've got the two girls. Could you be like, hey, guys, try this out? Are, Even if they don't like it well, for an episode. They're younger, you though. They're toe. younger than what he's saying that the target is. Um, so the filmation might be more the area that I'm looking at, right? Especially because, you know, She-Ra was my first guess. And then both of you said, mm, that's a little bit older than my, my kids are. And sounds like the He-Man kind of runs into the same issues. Um so maybe the older the ones Netflix might yeah. yeah, the Netflix Shira. So the older ones yeah. might be higher on the list. I, I my I was going to wonder uh Kit, did you watch the new Voltron 
the legendary defender on Netflix? I, I have sadly that is one that I have not gotten to yet. Okay, so I'd be curious if you do watch it. If, I know, I know, uh, I know. I've been meaning to for years. <laughs> you know, but that's not that's an older kids show. Also, I think you know, like I watched it, and I was like, my kids would not watch this. Probably, I think, I think the new the new Masters of the Universe would be good for your girls. I think. I mean, a kit. It's it. I mean, it's it's standard kind of comic booky violence of just and wizardry. I don't think it's that. I don't. I don't think that there's anything that you should um, hold them back from seeing. That, it's more of a right. But, but to it. my daughter watched the first episode and it was just not her thing. She wanted to go back to watching the filmation stuff because she likes that better. That's that's part of the problem right now. Is like I don't think there's some of it. Like the Voltron stuff. You know, they get they have Star Wars toys. They get that people shoot lasers at each other. I don't particularly love showing them stuff that's all violence. Um, but Voltron looks- doesn't run doesn't run that all the time but i you know i just their interest level is not like sticking with the like who's this what are they doing why are they doing it what was from the story last time like one little piece can carry over maybe that's enough you know like that they love that lion guard show on disney and like oh there's a new bad guy each episode but the bad guy's not really a bad guy they're just misunderstood and then eventually it kind of like two or three seasons in gets to like ooh scar's back but like, I don't have to remember anything except that Scar is back. You know what I mean? Um, Scar is, is back in Lion Guard. Yeah, man. Spoilers. Like, wait, actual Scar, not just like Scar Two, the the Reckoning or something, like a different uh, Scar. Do you want me to tell you, or do you want? <laughs> yeah, no, please tell me because now okay. I'm like, I have to go. Uh, so Scar, uh, is reborn in the fires of a volcano using Rafiki's gaffy stick or whatever you want to call it. Okay, so just magic in back. Yeah, it's, okay. he's like a magically back okay. like l- bad guy leader, but he's not like a lion, you know. Okay, that's so that, he like that's fine, leads yeah. the hyenas and all the other like skinks and the other outlands creatures from okay. a volcano where he's been reborn in in uh So it's like you know how Mufasa exists astrally he exists yeah. all the time in the volcano, so he's like accessible to the bad guys. Versus like uh, Kion, who's Simba's second kid, has to talk to Mufasa through using astral projection or whatever. Gotcha. Okay, we'll we'll follow up on that on our Guarding the Pride Lands episode. <laughs> um, but it's, it's good. not a bad I, show, honestly. No, no, I just, like yeah, as an fun. adult. I have watched it and been like, oh, I'm curious what happens like story-wise next. And the like they do bring in Simba and the boy is not going to take over the Pride Lands. It's the the daughter that's going to There's a lot of stuff going on for adults to actually sit down and it's not like the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse where you're like, okay, I, I it's just noise to me. Yeah. I think I think that I mean we I mean we had a on on Tangential Giants. We had a whole episode about <laughs> adult um, adult cartoons and, and creams like this isn't for adults like like last airbender he's like this isn't for kids and i'm like airbenders for young uh, young kids yeah. or i'm sorry it's for older Middle, kids yeah it's older yeah. kids but not yeah. not there's not enough for an like adult to, yeah 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 exactly I think but it's, there's it's a not huge necessarily... difference between there's enough for adults to enjoy and even often there are sub stories that are more for adults uh to connect to but it's still a kids show, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's but still oh, a kids show. I'm hoping yeah. that's so, true like, for the new Star Trek show that's coming to Nickelodeon. 
Yeah. For me, I definitely think that like Voltron Legendary Defender was for min- at minimum tweens, but if not older. I think it was geared towards an older fan base that was at least aware of who Voltron was or that concept. Whereas with Revelations is also geared towards that more like, no, this is more of a it's targeted to be at a at a at a higher age. Whereas the 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 new He-Man and the Masters of the Universe is geared towards that Lion Guard okay. age range. Sure. It's that it's it's in that space. Okay. Watch I mean, watch the first episode yourself, and then it's like, oh yeah, the kids could. I mean, give it each kid is going to be their own unique thing. So, and if I don't think anybody gets headbutted in it, so I think you're safe. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. Ram, ma'am. That's by the way. I I don't know if Ram, they, ma'am. Yeah, Ram Mam. Her instead yeah. of being Ran Man, it's Ram Mam. Nice. I'm into yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, she's awesome. She's a fun little character. And I like her design. Yeah. I had a I had a an audible chuckle. I, I literally lulled <laughs> uh when when I realized that that was who she was. <laughs> well, speaking of He Man, is it toy time? Should we talk about some toys for a minute? Yeah. Yeah, we got I mean we've got about another ten minutes in me. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good call. Like uh because toys can go all day, as as evidenced by our group chat. Um <laughs> I I say this lovingly to you guys. You're bad influences on me. That's true. I'm an <laughs> enabler. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we talk about this stuff in the thing and I'll be like, Oh man, I really like that and uh then the inevitable you know they have a toy line for this comes up and i yeah i'm starting to run out of ken, room i think ken's killing me with the mega construct stuff i can't he's i can't just, do it i i have killing me. made I a very strong personal mission to only buy legos and only buy legos of a thousand pieces or larger oh really a thousand pieces or larger that's specific for yourself for myself, not for ki- the kids don't count in this uh, estimation. And therefore, you know, lots of littler Star Wars Legos will eventually start to show up. Well, no, but we, I have we've... like a I've like very, Lego very specifically for me. I can I can narrow it down. So like I've got uh, you probably up here. My storage is up there. But like I've got all the NASA ones that are very high detail ones like the Lunar Lander and the the Apollo rocket and the, you know, all those types of ones. And then I've got a bunch of the Star Wars bigger ships like UCS A-Wings, UCS X-Wings, the uh, Millennium Falcon, that kind of stuff. And that... So you got the A-Wing? Yeah, I did get the A-Wing. I Are you going to get the, couldn't the gunship? <laughs> I'm not going to get the gunship. The proportions look wrong to me. It's very strange looking. Agreed. Uh, when, if you put a, a minifigure in it, it doesn't look like the gunship sizes are... They're not... I know why they did it, and it's because the gunships are also supposed to be able to carry uh, loaders, and so they they merged two animations of the gunship into one. Mm-hmm. But like, if you look at Yoda and the clones standing in a gunship, the clones hit the ceiling, and Yoda is like halfway up. And if you put a clone in this gunship, the clones are not even halfway up. Yeah. So uh, it it looks very wrong uh, no, to I me agree. aesthetically, and it. I'm not saying it's bad, and I, if you are a fan of that era, I think it's cool, and like you should get the gunship because you'll still love it. UCS models are always lovable in that way. I just it doesn't meet my personal aesthetic for the shape no, and size of it. That's totally valid. I, I I was I I thought it was a cool. I'm like, oh cool, they're gonna do that, and then like I see it, I'm like, it just doesn't work for me. I actually I also don't have any of the um, UCS stuff, so it's like yeah. I I because I've just been like for me it's like. 
if I'm going to go UCS, I'm going to do the Falcon. And until, until I cross that threshold, I'm kind of good. Um, so for me, like that, that interesting mark of like, Oh, it has to be a thousand pieces or, or, or more. Like, uh, it's a, it's a I, rough figure. I'm not going to like, Oh, it's 900 yeah. pieces. I'm not going to buy that one, but 998 ghosts. I mean, even the, <laughs> even if they did a UCS, uh, um, land speeder Mando. Oh, land speeder. I might consider, but, um, like a, they redid the Mando ship that's out now. That's a thousand pieces. As a UCS, I'd probably scrap my current one and rebuy because mm. um, I like the UCS aesthetic personally. Mm. And I, no, it's I, a, the little plate and stuff. It's very. It's, I just it's, I've it's come a, to adult line. Yeah, finally be more picky in that specific one, and that allows me personally to like say no, no mega constructs. It doesn't. It, I can't right, but yeah. like then, you know. The Revelations toy line is still pretty small, and so I could like get on to that, you know. <laughs> My but thing I, was, I, yeah. I, I know that you guys both collect wider range. It, it, the point of that Lego story was that I, I try to define things very small. So, like, I have my two lightsabers, right? I have the one that I built, and I have Luke's, and I'll probably get Cal's, probably. But, like, I can very clearly define it to the characters that I have a very deep connection to, right? And, like, I love Invincible, um, but that's my Invincible non-comic collection right there, right? Like, I've got the two statues that I really cared about. I've got one Battlestar Galactica thing right there. And, and like, I'm trying to whittle down to a very... Eh, I, the Amiibos got out of control because they keep making Zelda ones. But, but yeah, but you kept it to just the Zelda. Ones. But I only I, have yeah. the Zelda ones, right? The expansion, though, of the the like, I know you both collect wider ranges. I mean, looking at Ken's shelf, he's got let's see, Star Wars, Ghostbusters, Transformers, Marvel, Batman. It I, I can't see what that looks like a toilet seat. It's Tron. It's an identity <laughs> disc. Oh, it's an identity disc. Yeah. So like. Then I started grabbing these Revelations one. I've got a box full of Star Wars um, TVC figures. I've got a box full of the credit collection figures. I've got a box full of Black Series figures. I'm cleaning out my office. I'm going to have a bunch of shelves over here. For you two that collect wider ranges, where do you find a way to stop being a completionist about it, right? Because I have a full set of Wave 1 of Revelations. Bam, done. What's going to happen when wave two and wave three and wave four? Like, how do how do you? This is more of a, a mental podcast, I guess, than, than about toys. All of a sudden, I, I don't know what happened and how. <laughs> how do you? How do you choose? What's your? Because you just started Origins, Kit. You 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 said you got into Origins. I did. Uh, I got a lot of Origins, but not. I've never really been a completionist. If there's an origins character that I don't care about or like multiple versions of He-Man, you know, uh, right now we're up to at least four different versions of He-Man just in origins. Revelation there's, wave two the, is going to get a new He-Man. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't need every version of He-Man and battle cat and, you know, every repaint of evil in, uh, I've never, I've never actually been that sort of like, I want an, an evil in, but I don't need all of every version of evil in. I don't need uh, every version of He-Man. So um, basically, I just get the figures that I want, which is an awful lot of Origins right now, but um, uh, and the ones that, that I can find. Some of the, the earlier wave stuff seems to be pretty easy to get. Um, the, the later wave 
like after wave two, it seems like it's much harder to get the origin stuff. But I'm hoping that that just means that that uh, as more product makes it to America and hits store shelves, that that'll that'll sort itself out. Because the the wave one and wave two stuff came out last year, so I'm assuming that that's that's why that and the fact that they keep putting out the basics He-Man and the basic Skeletor, so that those are always on the store shelves, so that kids who want to get into it can. Your stuff's more alleviated to basic characters. You you let um, your kiddo play with with your origin level stuff and and I assume other oh, toys yeah. of yours. Um yeah uh, I, I do have some higher end stuff that I that I try to not uh, a lot that of I, it that I try to keep boxed up yeah but but uh, it, for the most part I feel like toys are for are to be played with and okay. uh, I very much am uh, in agreement with Toy Story two and that like you shouldn't leave stuff boxed you should open it up you should play with it and so i try to let like obviously uh you know my son is a baby i can't let him have like small little accessories and stuff but like my daughter's four so she's um she's perfectly old enough to play with origins and uh the, the accessories and stuff sure. and you know if if something gets broken whatever it's that that's what they're for and and she's having a blast i'm having a lot of fun playing with her so uh, I'm I'm certainly not going to like buy these things and and put them in a hermetically sealed little container and put them up on the wall and 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 whatnot. So I I, I mean, mean if, like if it's something that that <laughs> right if it's something that's that's uh, expensive and going to be hard to replace, then I'm just not going to have it out where <laughs> yeah, two, right hundred dollar lightsabers. For, right, I'm just not going to have it out for her to play with until until she's older. Um, but I mean, uh, for this stuff, you know, the origins figures are, are like fifteen or twenty bucks each, and they're actually fairly sturdily built. Um, they do, they do, they're designed to come apart, so like you can pull the arms out and swap arms and swap heads and stuff. So, um, which I actually think is a pretty good idea for kids' toys. Oh um, yeah, I mean that. Uh, I remember to this day, like the best part of Connects was like I could build a, I could build a Enterprise and then blow it up and then be rebuild it. You know, like any toy that can yeah. come apart without breaking on purpose and be sturdily like reconnected. Like, oh, the arm comes off, but the arm's built to come off and go back on and come off and go back on without right. breaking down over time. You know, the ones that had those little tiny things that keep them, uh, the rings that keep them inserted and then you pop them three or four times and they've worn off versus mm-hmm. the ones that are more rounded and like they push into the space and Ball they come and out socket. more easily. Yeah. 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 I, I also think that the Origins toys are just they're they're sturdier and more uh um the, they're designed more with kids in mind to be played with. Uh and like vintage collection Star Wars vintage collection figures are really not. Um they're yeah. much more fragile. Um and but luckily for me my daughter doesn't care at all about Star Wars and so I don't need to worry about her uh wanting to play with any of that stuff so she's she's pretty much all like dora the explorer masters of the universe ninja turtles that's what that's pretty much donkey kong that's pretty much what she's into there's definitely it's funny because the initial when you had the question of like how do you guys limit yourselves i i was thinking about like being in both of your homes and thinking about the different like kits very much like oh i i I don't collect star wars i collect kit fisto like in like so it's like he's like <laughs> I've got like every every Kid Fisto figure that's come out I've I've probably got it but aside from aside from at least in that scale like he might not have every three and three quarter scale Kid Fisto but he has at least 
he has a couple and, and the ones that he likes he's like well i don't need the aquatic armor one but because I, I didn't like the way that one looked so kit's very much the i, I want to be clear that I have every kit fisto figure and, <laughs> both, <laughs> and that, is, that is the only figure that i keep sealed uh, i have every kit fisto figure both sealed and in it's still in package so you have two of each i do at least i actually have more than two of some of them that's fair uh, uh a tangent on that. Do you have a sealed uh, kit cloud kicker cereal box toy that came in the little plastic bag? Did you have that one? I do not have a sealed one. I have, I do have the toy, but it is not sealed. Okay. Um, but kits, kits always to my memory memory, he's always been more, more minimalist. Like he's like, no, I, I want, I do want, I do, do love star Wars, but I'm going to collect as far as the toy side of it. I'm going to collect very specific niche stuff to keep him, to keep it tight, to keep it lean. Um, and he's like, oh, well, I'll have the, like, I love Terminator. I'll have the, the box set that has the head that light up, light up eyes, but I'm not going to have all my old Kenner toys and go back and get them and get the new NECA line. He's been the, the, like more, uh, just niche stuff. Whereas like, I'm, I'm on the way opposite side of the spectrum where it's like, I collect far too many different things. Lots of, lots of a wider spectrum of things. And you're, you're more like, okay, you're in the middle. You're like, you're like okay, I'm going to get these because I like these but you haven't gone like like you said you're like well i can't get into mega constructs because that's too much and i agree it is too much um but also it, with all this fervor for masters of the universe i'm like i want to i want to get back into it but i think my favorite line is already done and now too ex- too expensive uh for me to kind of go back into it so the idea of going small like the lego scale and going like oh i can get a little a little flocked panthor with um, very cute like and he's flocked like that that's awesome to me like you like you <laughs> and he fits in I a box that. you can put away if you don't want him on on a shelf yeah or or you know you can also just put him on the shelf with the thousands of other things of hero clicks of you know plushies and all the different stuff that i like um and so and but also too like with kit like i, I shared in the group chat the multiple versions of tila in the reaction figures and it's like I don't need the green goddess version. I don't need the faker version. I don't. I. I just Kit, need Tila. Kit, you might. You might have. You might have moved me off of my revelations collection here, Kit, because the idea that like I. I love the revelations aesthetic. I. I. I love how big the figures are. I love all that. But like my love for it is that I would put it on a shelf. Open or unopen, I haven't even decided. They're still closed because I haven't decided. Right. But like they're yeah. gonna go on a shelf. The kids haven't watched it. They're not into it. But these figures are the same size as, like, the Star Wars figures that I gave them to play with. They could mix them. They could match them. And they they're look much more like what a kid would want to play with. Oh, the reaction stuff? reaction ones, yeah. 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 The, the, uh, or the, even the Origins one. The reaction one's probably more well, the, my, my the aesthetic. Origin one. are, the Origin ones are the, like, five and a half inch oh, okay. scale. They're, so they're, they're the bigger. Origin ones are they're, the... Are, yeah, they're much larger than a Star Wars three and three quarter. Right, right. So and the reaction ones are shorter. The reaction ones are three and three quarter. The the yeah. ones that can link are those, to are those the ones Ken that you were are... just saying are expensive and out of out of print already? No, no, no. These ones, these ones to me are a little more expensive than they should be for what they are. But they're for yeah. an adult collector because they're like right. fifteen, maybe twenty bucks. And I'm like, it's essentially fifteen to twenty bucks for oh, yeah, they're a like 10, 10 bucks for a box of ten. No, ten bucks for a box of twelve. Uh, sorry, one hundred and twenty bucks for a box of twelve figures. Wow. Yeah, and so depending on which one, you can probably find some of them a little bit better and stuff. These are definitely more in scale with like the classic Kenner. They're actually that's the purpose of the reaction line is to be 
in Kenner line size. with the classic Kenner style stuff. Yeah, it was like okay. five points of articulation, <clears throat> minimal accessories, but very, very playable. But it's also the the design to have them on that old style card, and that's part of the 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 fan collector side of it. So I think that they're good. Mine are actually the the what's known as the classics line, which is very very much geared towards completely towards adult collectors. Like it was mm-hmm. like I I can show you those two at some point. But and as expensive. for and as yeah, they were like easily thirty dollars plus like, at the time of release. Yeah. And then you're also in and secondary market, it's it's un, unseemly now. Um but as far as like how I keep my stuff, I, I've definitely been like with Marvel Legends, I tried to be like, oh, just the Spider Man Spider Men. But I'm like, oh, but I need a couple of villains too. And then the bleed starts. And they're like, well, you know, you definitely had Darkhawk in an issue of Spider-Man. So I, I guess I can pick up Darkhawk. Oh, well, you know, I remember that time Nova was in the that one story. He can, Nova can be here, too. Hey, you know what? Sleepwalker. I remember Sleepwalker was also in a lot of spider And just the bleed happens. So I'm here now amongst all yeah. the stuff that I definitely... I try to keep it in certain... Like, I, I can't be completionist anymore because... I have... If that's, that's my problem, <laughs> as I have more of a completionist arc. And so, like, I grabbed Cal Calcestis, and I was like, "Well, if I have Calcestis, I need the Inquisitor." And you know, he also fought a K two, and you know, he also, you know, and it's like all the bleed started to happen there for yeah. completing the game. You know, like getting the Inquisitors, getting the Stormtroopers from the game, as long as it said it on the side of the box. And the Mandalorian started oh, okay. to do that for me. The Mandalorian stuff started to do that, and I looked in the box the other day. I was like, "This is just a Stormtrooper." It just says Mandalorian on the side, but it's just a Stormtrooper. Yeah. And I don't, why did I buy, you know, and. Well, because you the, needed the, the Death Trooper credit collection one. And that's it, true. There you are. I did that. Uh, <laughs> I have all the credit co- and I pre-ordered all the a new credit collection just because I didn't want to miss it. But like, you know what I also did? I went out and found the two things I was missing and I pulled them all in from the garage to see how massive it was. I have in box all the original Micro Machines action fleet stuff. Nice. Every, I definitely think, yeah. And like, as to, but I look at it and I'm like, the more fun the thing that I remember is like playing with it. Do I want to unbox all that? <laughs> I think it depends on the product. Cause as I mean, even to kids point said, like toys should be played with. There are some that he still keeps sealed. Cause there's, there's times where it's like, I do like, I have, I have a, a Leonardo that I want to play with because I, I love Leonardo. Like, I love the Ninja Turtles. So I, I need him. But there is, like, a I have a, I have, let's say, a Spider-Man figure who's on the the classic retro. See, I think the one thing that they got, got us on too much was the classic carded retro stuff of, like, oh, hey, yeah. don't you want this new this uh, new Kit Fisto on a card from, it looks like it's Powers of the Force, but it's the new Black Series style. I'm like, sure. that's where I'm like, you sons of guns, because now I'm going to like one to open, one to put on the shelf, because I love that classic card. It, it evokes, when you see that green background on, on the yep. peg, you're like, I love that. I have the, or, the Kenner Boba Fett that I got from Comic-Con. Yeah, I remember. Like, that's, there's certain yeah. ones where you're just like, okay, that just has, it triggers something in your brain. So like sometimes, and that's that's kind of where the credit collection gets me, is like, oh, you guys... Yeah. You're giving me the same figures, but on a classic the card art that I like from the end of the movie. Like, I love that art style. That is the mm-hmm. art. I even went and bought the art of Mandalorian book because I like that mm-hmm. so much. And it's like, yeah. oh, you're giving me art figures now. Ah, oh. but like, you know, for me being the completionist problem, right? All those things in box. If I put those on the wall, they're going to take up the entire room. 
there's so much stuff in that micro machine set and like then you add on all the star wars and the yeah. motu and the i'm just having a like i'm having a little bit of a i don't know where to to define the collection at this point because of adding in do not stuff. go any do not go anywhere near the reaction toys then because oh no <laughs> like, well i was thinking as, i could as get as you can of- tell with five versions of tila like yeah there's a bunch of reaction motu figures but there's yeah. like there's also a ton of other like they have like ninja turtles they have uh planet of the apes they have classic like universal monsters they have a they have alien uh <laughs> they have terminator like, i think just I stay away alien. from that because if you if you well, get into reaction, like it yeah. will take over your office. Well, the cool thing about the reaction is I can give it to the kids and the things that I give to the kids, I can't be completionist about. Right. Yeah. So like, okay. they just have a smattering of five POA star Wars figures, vintage series, star Wars figures. I bought a bunch of them loose. I buy ones that they get at the comic book store for like a dollar or two from the powers of the Force series. That's just like, if it's a play thing, then I don't feel the same way, you know? Yeah, and I think I think it does come down to like limiting yourself, like you did with the with the amiibos. So you're like, okay, I like amiibos; they're kind of fun. But well, you know what? I'll keep it just the Legend of Zelda. Sure, they keep putting out putting them out, but they put out like what one or two now in the like last two, two, a two year. years. Yeah, now yeah. it's down to like one or two a year. It's basically yeah. one with every new game. Yeah, or like re-release kind of, of of in time or whatever. They're uh, not Ocarina. No, um, Link's Awakening. They did one for that, and then they also did yeah, it for Skyward Sword. So it's basically per yeah. game now. Yeah. And so it's like I think if you got into like say reaction if you're if you're like oh I'll let the girls play with this you're also not going to be getting well I need to get one of every Tila like no you need a Tila and a He Man and maybe you <laughs> keep a carded He Man for yourself just because like oh I want a carded He Man but the thing for yeah. me is like with those as much as I like them He Man doesn't belong on that type of card it should be the red art <laughs> like I want that I want the that's where the origins kind of hits for me because it's like I think you can see her right here. I'll just go ahead and grab her on camera for you guys. The audience at home can just take us for our word. Oh, look at that. Yeah. She-Ra. Retro she ra- Yeah, she's got to have this red card. Uh-huh. Even though, here's the thing, though, too. Tila didn't come on this because she was part of her own toy line. Sure. But I still want this classic card. I want this type of... Which is one thing that I think they did great for a lot of these retro lines is they gave you that old aesthetic that Man. was appropriate. The vintage the re- figures are expensive. Look at this. This is crazy. And e- yeah. If you just eBay like lots of loose He-Man figures, it's not not good. Not good pricing. No, don't well, don't, yeah, don't go on the eBay. Stuff. Go to join a collector's group on Facebook and you'll be able to find better figures for cheaper. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's a good tip for for all the people. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that all of the vintage figures are cheap by any means, but like you can find them cheaper than on eBay generally. Cool. But yeah, and as far as as far as like my my collecting, I do try to limit it when I much. I think we all have to find a a barrier. Otherwise, you're just like, okay, at what point is it too much? And I'm, like, I'm probably right there. And there's, I was looking through stuff recently, like, okay, I need to purge some of this because I don't. Some of the MCU figures, I think it's tougher with lines like marvel legends where they're like oh yeah you want to get the you want to get the whole line to build the figure so that you can build that big oh, awesome looking do it man yeah no 100 yeah. percent. it's like yeah i want the kingpin for my shelf so i've got to buy all these figures but now i still have a, a this character um puma kicking around i'm like yeah i know he's a spider-man character but i don't care about puma <laughs> so it's time to let him go yeah. but for he-man 
this this answer was for me is like scale wise, I can have a few more of these, and I don't have to fill up another bin I, or another two bins. It's one bin, and it yeah. and I get to build a little bit, and I have a flocked battle or uh, panthro. The revelations Panthor. figures are really big. Yeah, like and it's it's. I mean, big. I I they're definitely good, but also it's it's for right now. It's a limited scale. Also, you're not being you're not being too meticulously completionist because you're not like, well, I need to have the Comic-Con Scareglow, they're going to release the Scareglow, so I'll have oh, them yeah. on my collection. Sure. But I don't need to have that version. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it becomes impossible to get the Faker, uh, then maybe... Oh, no. I figure I figure it won't be. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, one of those things that happens with toys now, thankfully, for me personally, thankfully, for Kit, maybe not so thankfully, is that stuff uh, <laughs> sometimes is <laughs> impossible to find. Or it instantly sells out, you know? And we've complained about it before, but it's become a thing for me that's like, oh, cool. Um, I don't need to collect that then. <laughs> like, I can out. stop. Yes! I can sold out. <laughs> I can I can stop with that entire toy line because I can't be completionist about it, so screw it. You know? Yeah, yeah. it's a valid point. Um, yeah. Well, it you wasn't the, the topic like. we were hoping. What's your... Okay, uh, Kit, you got to tell us real quick before we all go uh, about your Castle Grayskull because it's well, as much as we're talking about like how to limit. I think that's a thing you should not limit, and that's so cool because you get to play with it with with your daughter. It is cool. So uh, as I mentioned, my daughter when I got into back into Masters of the Universe this summer, uh, I was kind of watching some of the cartoons, and my daughter got into it, and she loves Masters uh, He Man and Masters of the Universe cartoon. The the filmation version and she loves the filmation she rock cartoon and we've been watching those and i started buying the origins toys and we've been playing with them and the origins line which is the five and a half inch scale that's very much uh, like the or 80s yeah the scale. 80s right the 80s scale um but with more points of articulation they came is out with a five, five inch scale yeah okay they came out so with a castle gray skull playset that is not exactly the same they didn't use the same mold it's not exactly the same uh Cooling. overall as the as the 80s castle gray skull but it is very very similar uh it it's basically exactly how i remember it um but like they made some improvements uh it comes with the the sorceress so we got a sorceress uh it came yesterday uh, while she was at school, I got it. I got all the stickers on. I I put it together, and it was ready. She knew it was coming, so she was really excited when I came and picked her up. Nice. Um, she was excited uh, when we got home. She uh, I took a video of her. It, it was down in the basement. We keep it down in the basement so that my my uh, young son, my baby <laughs> son, cannot get get to it and uh she was she played with it for an hour uh she loved the little elevator that that takes people between the first and second stories uh she loves the trap door that you that you activate by turning the throne that the that the sorceress sits on uh she loved that she loves uh she loves that the little story about where you've got the half of the sword that comes with Skeletor and the half of the sword, the power sword that comes with He-Man, and you put the two halves together and you stick it in the hole in the in the drawbridge door, and that opens Castle Grayskull to let you in to learn about all the secrets. And cool. she was like, she loves the she loves the little clasps on the side so that like because it, it folds up, it opens up so that you can play with it, but it also is like kind of like a carrying case and you can close it. 
to save space and whatnot, and has a little ha- handle on it, just like the original. Can and, you fit uh, extra figures that. in it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and she she was like she was like opening and closing that all night. She thought that that was a great thing. This this thing uh, and the, most of those features, most if not all of those features, were in the original. Um, the the guys who designed this back in the seventies and eighties did a really good job of making this toyetic. They really uh, and, did. Like, yeah, uh, like there's a the, lot of fun that, play features. Watching the documentary about how they made uh, those toys before it disappeared from Netflix, the most impressive part of that was how much they were willing to commit to Grayskull and how that guy was like, "This is not right," and eventually just you know sculpted it himself and. Uh, they were like, yeah. we can't build this. This is massive. It's like, no, we have to build this. Like, I, I like that part when the guy was like, so, and, and granted this was, uh, for, uh, for reference, this is, this is them talking about prices in the eighties, which obviously were totally different than prices now. Sure. But the guy was saying when they were designing it, one of the, one of the guys was saying like, that's going to be $20 at retail. Nobody's going to buy that. Which, like, in retrospect, is kind of hilarious because well, I know that they sold lots and lots of these. It, right? I, I, I never, I never had one of these as a kid, but I knew lots of kids who had. This was a very popular playset uh, with way easier with kids. to afford. Uh, way easier to afford than like the GI Joe stuff later on. Oh yeah, you know yeah yeah. I, I even even now this this the MSRP was seventy five dollars, which I thought for as big as it is and as much as you get wasn't wasn't that bad i thought, I mean, that, 19, I thought that that 19, was very reasonably priced easy easy calculation says that 1980 20 dollars is just 30 dollars now so you got ripped really? off yeah. okay <laughs> all right well i i certainly don't feel so i feel like i feel like this was worth every penny yeah. and and we're gonna get a we're gonna oh, get I, a lot of play out of on. this i didn't hit the right button i was gonna say 60, that sounds 66 dollars Okay. Yeah. That sounds that sounds more That's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is the, the, the I would spend sixty dollars like, on my kid to have that toy. Come on. If they're into the rest yeah. of the toys. And the box art is beautiful. Like yeah, the, it really is. The fact that they I mean, it's one thing I I've with some of the bigger Lego sets I've received recently, like, like I did the Ghostbusters Firehouse and the Spider Man Daily Bugle. Yeah, you bought both <clears> of those, didn't you? Yeah. The yeah. art on the box is really nice and really like, but this this was a, from a different era of the like, oh, everything's a painting. Let's just pay. <clears throat> it's like, it's kind of similar to movie posters nowadays. Of like, uh, we'll just Photoshop the heads together in a kind of pyramid shape. They're all it's fine. Whereas like back then, you had painters like Drew Struzan, and they were doing like these these box arts that were just like these mythical battles. Like the the Transformers were the same way where they had. Like, this is a giant battle scene in space where half the Autobots are coming this way and half the Decepticons are coming this way. And it's just, it's so cool to see, like, them hearkening back to these old styles. And I, I think that's another great little, I mean, emotional nod for the, the fans like Kit, who, like he says, he didn't have it. But now he gets to have the joy of, of reopening it as a kid, but also have his kid there, too. It's like, man, that's, I envy you, sir. <laughs> Man, origin stuff is expensive compared to uh, reaction figures. In what do you mean? I was just it, looking that, at the prices for different different Motu uh, serieses here of toys. You've got the oh. origins, reaction, and uh, and revelation. And the I'm surprised at how close in price origins is to revelation figures. 
Yeah. Uh, so the up until recently, the MSRP on a normal figure was fifteen bucks, and I, I think that I think that Mattel actually raised that a couple bucks just like within the last couple weeks. Um, and then the deluxe figures, like the the battle damage, battle armor damage He Man, uh, those were twenty bucks. Um, uh, and a lot of those are going for like if you look at Amazon or something, you're going to be seeing reseller prices where they're much more expensive. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that's that, and and the the revelation figures were twenty, right? For a yeah, standard, yeah, revelations were twenty standard, figure, yeah. and then more for deluxe, which they yeah. find a they find a lot of ways to make most of them deluxe. <laughs> Although I, I I will say like I feel like when you compare, maybe that one isn't the best comparison, but if you compare the the stuff that I collect, which is like it's ten dollars for a Star Wars a five POA Star Wars three and three quarter inch retro figure yeah. or it's uh 13 is it still 13 dollars for a vintage collection figure i, I feel like for a couple uh, bucks more you get a lot more plastic. are they yeah yeah uh, I, I feel like you get a lot more a lot more plastic uh and and a lot sturdier plastic with the origins figures i, I feel like the 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 value is better for the origins figures than it it's is the for mold, the mold. It's the mold the versus the collections. size, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the mold well, and, of a vintage I mean, figure the, is the very origins, articulate. Yeah, and the th- that's true. But like the uh, and the origins figures have way more articulation than the old class. Not the, I, I want to stop saying classics because then it becomes confusing. Uh, the '80s figures. The '80s figures just had. Um, six points of articulation. They had the normal five, and then the the waist. Um, these have like elbows, wrists, um, the the oh, necks, yeah, the and the shoulders, and the then the hips are all uh, much more. They're, they're they're closer to ball joints than the than the old figures. Like the old He Man, the '80s He Man figures just had like 180 degree um, shoulders, uh, and and but like these have ankles and knees and and the really weird mid calf rotating thing uh but <laughs> but like they 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 are, they are fairly articulated the origins figures are fairly <laughs> articulated they're they're much more so than the than the the old 80s figures yeah the vintage it's yeah it's the thing is you, you can say vintage because that does count but then uh, then people are like wait star wars but <laughs> yeah I, I know it's when you especially when we're talking about the the two properties it becomes even more complicated but like i keep trying to say like the classic Motu figures, but then like there was actually a Motu Classics line that came out like ten that started like ten years ago. So then it becomes confusing as to whether I'm talking about the ones that came out in the '80s or those. And so yeah, it's just sort of yeah. For I, I need to I need to to tune up my language. For Andy, uh, I just shared a, pi- a picture in, in our group chat. Um, you have uh, three different He-Men. Oh, the the one on the left is the Origins one, where you, it's it's more of the vintage style, but it is. As Kit said, about probably, I'm guessing what about twelve points of articulation. One, two. Uh, on the far uh, right, you have that yeah. vintage one. The far right is vintage, so you have just those up and down arms. And the center is the filmation classics one, where it's like, oh, oh okay. it's more of a modern. I was like, that's not a revelations t- figure because he looks way different. No, that's that's the classics line. Yeah. Um, it's just about the same th- scale as the revelations line, I think. Correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. It's about the same size. Yeah. But yeah, there's. It looks like Kit's counting the points of articulation. It's I think that there's 16 points of articulation on, on Origins. Two wrists, two elbows, two shoulders, two hips, two knees, 
two mid calf swivels, two Boot ankles. Kicks. Oh. The waist, the waist swivels, and the the head is a ball joint. I see. So I think yeah. by my count, it's sixteen. That sounds about right. On a on a on a typical standard figure. Right. Wow. Cool. And yeah, my, the, I'm like the, looking at the back the of my. The, my... 80s, the ones from the 80s had hips, shoulders, neck, and waist. Right. So, it's so they, one they extra were six. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm I'm into it enough that I'm considering what to do. I grabbed the rev figures because I really like the aesthetic, but now I'm reconsidering. And, and thankfully, they're holding their value, so I could resell them for what I bought them for. It's not like I'll lose any money having grabbed them, but uh, maybe the way is to uh, introduce them to She-Ra and He-Man Filmation and see if they're into it, and then then we can grab some of those. I don't know. We'll see. What's that on Tubi, now, you said? No, uh, Stars? So, yeah, so Stars has them both. Uh, I don't I don't believe that they're on Tubi. Stars has them both, and Amazon recently... I just I signed up for Stars because Amazon had a promotion where you could sign up for two months for 99 cents a month. So that makes it very easy for me. And uh, we can both... It, it's a lot easier to just, like, turn on the Roku and watch it than it is to fish out the discs and... Yeah, that's why I... Uh, <laughs> crank up I digitize, the I digitize all my discs, and that way I can just... Yeah. Server it to myself. Smart, yeah. yeah. So. All right, so next time we'll be able to talk about visions. At, At least. least. Yeah. We didn't yeah. talk about the Mando uh, episode of oh, Behind the wow. Scenes. Yeah. So yeah. we'll talk about that maybe. Um, yeah. And, uh, and maybe some... No, Cobra Kai won't be up then. But, no. you know, maybe some toys. Maybe yeah. maybe I'll have, have had a, a revelation about some toys. <laughs> and my and, office will be cleaned up. I could give you guys we'll a see tour what... of my office. We'll see what your our reaction is to those figures. Hey, you went you threw in the there, <laughs> buddy. I'm, I'm I'm just following one, your lead. One pun. What well, you gotta have a third pun now. I'm, but it's just a comedy of three. I'm waiting for Kit to come in here with silence. I, I don't know. His, <laughs> his or, you, you, we laid it out there. You had origin, but that's okay. <laughs> origin. Okay. I mean, he could have even gone with the Kevin Smith in action. Podcast at wewergamers.com if you uh, want to shout out anybody and anything on this podcast or hangout session, as I like to call it, because that's really what it's about. It's not really about podcasting for me. It's might as well record us talking and see if people want to listen to it <laughs> and see if they might hear something like, oh, hey, I didn't know about that. That's cool. I didn't, to know, hear. About, I didn't know about the stars thing until Kit mentioned it at the beginning, actually. And I was like, oh, well, that's mm -hmm. easy. Just grab it from there. Watch and that. hopefully, um, also, if you guys want to hear more of uh, at least Andy and I uh, talking about, oh, God, what was the last episode? Oh, we did Robocop and Terminator, and we did... That's um, not out yet, but it'll be out soon. That's true. Uh, we do and, have a Heroes uh, episode up, though. Heroes, on, yeah. Heroes. And Gentle Giants. I don't know why you'd want to hear about Heroes, but you'd want to hear about us talking about <laughs> Heroes, because, yes. We had an experience. We had an experience, and you should listen to it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so those exist. We were gamers, Tangential Giants. Thanks for joining me, guys, and hanging out because this is the best part of my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> May the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>